Welcome back to the 10th episode of the Bite Thy Thumb podcast. That is correct. We are at now 1-0. It's no been a longer... great decade. Yeah, it's one show a year. Um, we want to keep you guys keep you guys waiting. Uh, person waiting. Um, so this week, as we kind of mentioned last time, we're going to do a little uh, little IPA tasting here. Uh, I'm not an IPA guy. James just doesn't believe in alcohol at all. Uh, Jarrett, you are the IPA specimen, the uh, the subject matter expert, the SME as the uh, the professionals call it. Um, created every single IPA myself. Yeah, yeah, you've uh, you've used all methods of consumption, whether it's hitting it forcefully against your head, um, eating the entire can. Yep, you gave that a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't in get into some. Yeah. I won't get into. Yep, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a tough year. We have families that listen to this. I won't get into any of the uh, the more raunchy details, but you are uh, you are a man who enjoys the three lettered beast. Um, yeah, the Ringling Brothers in 1992 was a tough time, but it, once we were able to get back on the horse, it, it's been smooth sailing ever since then. Oh, did you guys ever actually see them? Sorry, I always do this. I always cut off like the bit. It's like it's like we don't get an IPA until forty five minutes. It's like in the third Ringling Brothers show. I went to. No, you know the Ring, the, you know the Ringling Brothers bought the Barnum Circus, like the Barnum and Bailey Circus. The Wingding Brothers, yes. Like Barnum and Bailey Ooh. came first, and like they got big, but then like circuses kind of started dying out. So the Ringling Brothers bought them out. Which is why it's like that long ass name, like Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus. I feel like ever since the uh, the American Horror Story season, the only one that I've actually watched, um, the Uh-oh. freak show one where it's like the circus. I feel like that's just kind of. I feel like you can't go see a circus after that because you know it's just haunted and evil mm-hmm. demons right. and whatnot. And there's like scarred clown faces and stuff. You know. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about how many people actually died at Barnum and Bailey? Like they have a lot of debts and they're still running. Ooh. If you're thinking about it, they're not. No, oh, I think that you know that. Well, well not recent, not recently, but they're probably not for COVID. But they they've had like many. Usually, well, like they, it got canceled because of like the oh the death count. No, because of, like the animal thing. People like <laughs> oh. rebelled against. Them. Oh, I not the up, death I, I'm so stupid. I looked up Barnum and Bailey deaths and it just brought up the deaths of P.T. Barnum and James Anthony Bailey. 1891, 1906. That's the only one that people really care about. After that, it was a slow, a slow, slippery slope. A hundred years, and they were shut down in no time. Well, Jared, that you know, like that that circus fire show we saw, like back in high school. That's based on one of the tent fires for uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, that's why they had to move away from uh, from tent shows because like. Oh yeah! Ooh, there was a, wait. There was an accident at the Providence Dunkin' Donuts Center. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
How did that go down? Remember, remember the firehouse thing that happened in in Rhode Island a few years ago. We're not gonna talk about Station Fire. Come on, Station. Man. I'm just, nah, but... <laughs> I don't want to talk about Station Fire. <laughs> All right, ready? Everybody gets two chances okay. to name one event that has the most fatalities in only 24 hours. That's but that's it, crazy right? though. Like that was recent, and if you th- I don't want to get into it, but if you think about how recent that happened. You- and- you said you didn't want to get into it, and you keep bringing up the worst parts just of Station Fire. <laughs> Did you know 60 people died that night? Yeah, like... Uh, Anyways, yeah. Speaking of... Uh, what, what was your question? Sorry. I, I don't think I have one. Oh, you were going to bring something up about deaths at Barnum and Bailey. Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't find anything. Oh, okay. there's, there's a lot, though, right? Well, thank you, James, for that tangent. Um, <laughs> it actually says 1 in 10. One in ten people die at a at a circus every year. Not not sure if it's one in ten performers, one in ten you know attendees, ticket holders. I'm not sure. To, people know. people work in the ticket booth. It's yeah. very similar to one particular Ivy League university. We'll just, we're, <laughs> we're sponsored by them, so we won't mention it. But yeah, we should. don't want to get any trouble with our sponsors. What um, a morbid way to start. Hey, you know. Uh, so I thought this IPA was dry and hoppy. You <laughs> yeah, know, so the, the first one. <laughs> So the first one we started off with was the Night Shift, excuse me, uh, out of Boston, uh, their Santilli IPA. Uh, Jared, oh, yeah. was, that, was it a New England IPA? So the Night Shift um, Santilli is an American IPA. So okay. I wanted to bring up some of their, because Night Shift has some really good beers. Yeah. they uh, I- In the last two years, they reopened a brewery right next to the Garden in Boston. Um like outside of Boston for a while, yeah. Woo! Represent. So, yeah, they have the 87, which is really good. That's their Mm -hmm. New England double IPA. Okay. Which I really wanted to get, but did not this time. Um, The Nightlight, which is like a very light version of an IPA, is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Santilli, which we're drinking, is, is a good, like, so it's only six percent, which is pretty middle of the road for an IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. Good at the, I'm not super familiar with IPA. Like my usual like beer choices are like lagers or like like red ales, porters, and stouts. So like I was uh, I'm, I was excited to kind of look into get into this. Um, like I've had night shift beers that aren't um, like the non IPA beers. Uh, I'm trying trying to find the ones that I've had. They make they make they they make really good beer. Um, oh, I've had the Nightlight, which is like a, a craft light lager, that was really good. Uh, and the Tall Boy. Um, that one's got the uh, like the rainbow owl on the front. Mm. Well, are you liking it so far? Are you are you, is this changing your mind about IPAs? You think? No. Um, I. Oh. As of now, my assessment is still. Pond water. Um, oh man, come they, on! They, they get these are they, hardworking people. They get easier to drink as you go along. Um, yeah, th- this one wasn't as hoppy as I expected it to be. Uh, it it's it very subdued. It got light. Yeah, it, it was light. If you don't like this one, then you're not. Oh, gonna, I'm gonna I, be struggling. I, yeah, this is gonna be. I mean, I'm already buzzed, and like these these. That's the, one of the thing about the IPAs is like you know. It's like a bottle of wine in a, in a can. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there was a period of my life, and 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 I oscillate between 
different strengths of alcohol. Like right now I'm on like a nice like wine kick where, you know, I'm not getting not getting too drunk or anything. But like when I was drinking like four of these 16 ounce IPAs a night, it was uh it was rough. And there's just so many times where and this happened more in college, but I mean so many times where I have fallen asleep on my fourth IPA <laughs> that I just opened in my hand, like next to me. <laughs> like an stays, old man. It stays upright all night. And then when I wake up, I immediately knock it over onto myself. Just like this <laughs> old gross IPA with sediment and shit. It's the worst. Uh, it's like the beginning of a, of like one of those cop movies, like not cop movies, like the like guy, his, you know, his dog or his daughter get kidnapped and uh, he's like a re- retired John Wick. Yeah, like a, like a John Wick, like a taken, like he's a retired special agent, and like he wakes up. Did John like Wick a, spill a beer on himself at the beginning. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about like well, like the guy, like the, the retired special agent, super like super spy, like wakes up in like a drunken coma, it, like he's stumbling wow. around, and then he gets the call, and it's like, oh, we we need you back, and he's like, ah, oh, I left the game a long time ago. And you guys are <laughs> woken up drunk. Yeah, it's called bonus time. I there was oh. the only the only time it's it's actually oh, only fuck. happened to me once in my entire life, and it was when I was it was actually at, at James's house, and the next morning I woke night? up and Sean took me um, snow tubing, oh, like early in the morning, and I was like, oh, it's like no big deal, like you can just pick I me up at that. James's house because he's oh. close to you. Oh, and I do remember this. And I don't know yeah. what happened, like, if we started drinking late because, like, like your parents were home or something. But, like, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh, wow. Like, I'm still, like, 9 out of 10 drunk. Like, I'm still really drunk right yeah. now. I stopped drinking an hour uh, ago. What <laughs> what happened? Like, <laughs> Dude, it was honestly, like, one of the best times of my life because, like, I didn't have to drive because I was, like, so young. And mm. I was 21, of course. Yeah, but... 21. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was great. <laughs> it's only happened to me once in my life, though. No, it happens to me a lot. Uh, you get woken up drunk all the time. I like if you wake up early, like, oh, you know, you know how, like, sometimes, like, when you've been drinking like, the next day, you'll eat, like, you accidentally wake up at like five in the morning and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> where oh, am I? <laughs> what year yeah. is it? Isn't it the worst when you have to like pee in the middle of the night and you know you're drunk uh-huh. and you just want to sleep? You have zero you... desire to stand up, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, that's one of the worst things because, like, in your head, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, you know, like. I'm not going to sleep until I go to the bathroom. But the rest of your body is just like, no, nah, just, just lay here. Like, give, give it some time. You'll get over it. And then, you, so you just, no, so you just spend like hours just laying there being like, oh, I'm not going to sleep, but I really going to be. That is really the worst. So this, this next IPA we're doing here is Greater Good from uh, Ye old. oh, it says Massachusetts. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Wait, are, these all from, are these all from New England, real quick? Which one? Oh, pulp. It's just pulp, called pulp. I want, to, I want you to do cloud candy next. No, you said pulp. You said pulp. I asked you. I have no, it I on pulp. I, ha- in... I oh, have wait, it on the, the tape. One? Yeah. Oh, man. I want you to bring up two. It's fine. We can do pulp. I got to be honest. So, I want them to so, stay cold because I don't like warm IPAs. So I, I, I should have introduced this. See, I'm a much more. This is why Ethan hosts because I actually. You know what's interesting? I always thought, like, in my head, because I love podcasts so much, I always thought that I would be a host, and this podcast just totally proves that I could never do that. Like, I, Ethan's Ethan's ability to keep the train on the tracks is actually 
very admirable and and required even though at the beginning i didn't think that i, I was a, like what is ethan doing and i was like oh wait ethan has to do this this is required for this to be. <laughs> all i'm trying to do is just like steer us on like the the wine like the most winding track possible i could but... never do it though but like <laughs> it, it's you do have to do it somewhat but yeah. anyways um that's a little so too positive I, for me I don't, I don't like all those words of affirmation what i Let's meant to say was yeah. ethan's a piece of shit and i could yeah. do this with my eyes closed thank you um so I tried to get one of each sort of type of IPA. There's a bunch of different like flavors of them, but right. we've got an American IPA, a New England IPA, of which obviously in New England there are many New England IPAs, mm-hmm. um, a hazy slash juicy IPA, okay, which is this next one, mm-hmm. and then a double IPA. So I'm actually really sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, it's I'm, okay. I'm really excited because I like you, like I'm not an IPA guy, but like you've put me onto some. So like you would just like leave things at like you know LP's house if you if you came by and I would just like drink whatever oh, yeah. was left. So like you've kind of like indirectly put me onto things. I'm really excited about the uh the last one the ex the uh is it exhibit exhibit A? Oh yeah, Hellraiser. Uh no uh hair, I thought it was Hair Razor. Hair Razor. Hair Razor. Yeah. Right. 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 I. Because they, so for the listeners, they make a really good one that Jared put me onto the, called the Cat's Meow, which is funny because Jared's a big cat man. Um, and it's like, I was surprised. I drank it warm and I was surprised about how much I actually enjoyed it. Because it, like that one like isn't hoppy. It's a double IPA, but it, it, it's not hoppy. This it, one? No, no, no. I'm talking about, uh, it's the from a company of the last one we're going to do, James. Um <sighs> But uh, <laughs> sorry, no, I was like, this is good. <laughs> um, but uh, we don't have it tonight. But it, it's like it's it's just like uh, like fruity enough where it it still has like a good taste to it. Um, but it's not it doesn't have that like that hop like give me ninety year old yeah, that heartburn. That one is more like so. I, that's why I think you're gonna like this next one because the cat's meow is pretty juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like not really super strong. I don't know if it's a double IPA. You might be right, but I think it's like not as high ABV wise. I think it's like kind of mid range, like six or seven or so. Which one? The cat's meow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like six. Uh, that's, that, that's like, that's like a nice middle range for him. Cause honestly, like, so for a while I was really on the 8%, like the double IPAs that we're yeah. going to have at the end, but they're just, some of them are really, really heavy. And, and yeah. I could just feel myself like being weighed down by IPA juice. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's a, this one's an eight percenter. Did you just take a sip of it, James, and didn't like it? Uh, I liked the first one more. This one just like kind of hit. He face. he convulsed. <laughs> he was like, I just <laughs> I was just partially expecting it to not to like be tolerable towards it because of the first one that I drank. It's just really sad. Well, let, let me actually give me let me actually see if I can pick up any notes in this. Give me one sip. See, I actually this I don't, is like nothing, I don't hate dude. this one. Yeah. This is 8%. That's the thing about... Uh, this doesn't taste like 8%, though. Indica Pale Ale. India. Indica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, it's a type of candle. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, Jared, like, Jared I'm, not, I'm not sure if you tried, like, the Imperial Stouts and stuff. Like, Yeah. Like, my... The, the thing about beers is like when you start getting in like the higher percentages, 
of, of like the ABVs. Like sometimes when you start tasting the booze, I'm like, this isn't what I want in a beer. Like, yeah, that's the issue with the double IPAs. Towards yeah. the end, you get a nice big swig. It's like, is there vodka at the bottom of this beer? And that's that's why I usually don't mess with like the the Imperial Stouts. Um, I'm trying to think, what are some of the other like? Oh, the like the triples, like the because uh, like especially with the like when I'm drinking a stout, like it's it's the like you know enjoy i'm gonna sit there and sip it it's supposed to be like had that nice like mil- like a smooth taste yeah you're not drinking it to get drunk if you're drinking a stout. oh my god the imperial one sometimes you just it tastes like a bottle of vodka like, like yeah it's awful yeah stouts i'm like less like i mean people say ipas are heavy i think stouts are heavier than ipas mm. but i mean i get it like i think it's definitely an acquired taste like it's very interesting i i, I must feel like you felt during the whiskey episode where we're both like, I can't even drink this. And you're like, what does that say about me? I don't have an acquired thing. You don't like alcohol. Yeah. But but like, I mean, like, honestly, if we did shots, you would be putting them down pretty fast. Oh, I'm picking the next one. Oh, Oh, no, please. I can't do shots. I don't. Come on, man. You're not shots. I I never said shots. What would you pick? I gotta think about it, but if you guys don't want to do shots, we I I do want to pick something just for the you know for the love of the the audience. I could I could st- I could try to stomach some hard alcohol, but I really hard alcohol is just not my thing whatsoever. Could do tequila, tequila. Let me let me think. Oh, let me think. Let me think. Could pick tequila, like good tequila, not like Cuervo. Uh, Ethan's like, but, okay, we each gotta get a bottle of Jose Cuervo, a bottle of <laughs> Jose Cuervo tequila. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> you say the the añejo Jose Cuervo with like the the wood taste to it, Remington. Oh, and plastic. Give me a plastic bottle tequila. I'm sure that's delicious. So, so I, I want to challenge you, Ethan. I want you to find something good in each one of these. No, I. I so the, San, the Santilli. I like. I had started with the tonight with a Sam Summer, so like I wasn't. I probably shouldn't have done anything before this besides liquor. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because like I like I'm used to like a a lagery more like malted taste, and then like I I jumped on the Santilli. It was bitter at first, but it, it like Jared said it, it was light. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, yeah. this one I I do it like I I I like like the the juice like the juicy taste to it. It's, it's not bad after the first sip was yeah. I think this is a little more bitter overall than the the Santilli. It's got a sharper punch, but then like the, the Santilli is, is very like, subdued. But also, you got to consider that this is almost three percent, yeah, higher, right? And uh, I mean, we also have to consider the fact that they they do have antlers on their mm. uh, their mm-hmm. cans, so and a weird curvy thing. You can't see it, but there's like a weird curvy design going on with this sticker. Oh, it's called the uh, the beer curve. Um, uh. That actually <laughs> adds an aerodynamic it. style to the can. When you're sipping it, so you can right. throw it. Yep. You remember, can throw it. When, uh, when Bud Light? Oh no, it wasn't Bud Light. It was Coors. They added like the, you can like pop out the the like the side of like the the uh, yeah the mouth thing. So you we were get, obsessed with bend, that in high school. You could just pound it. <laughs> and when we were in high school, when we were 21, we were stayed back many times. I love, <laughs> I love how like Coors just like embrace the fact that they're just like. An old Irishman's pounding beer, like they're, they're, they're like, yeah. I was gonna say easy as possible to to drink in one sip. Like, do you guys ever think about? You know, I feel like most old men eventually like settle on one particular drink and they just drink that. Oh uh, yeah. Like, 
have you guys ever thought about that like i feel like a lot of a lot of a lot of old men drink beer like they settle on like miller light they're like yeah i'll just have miller light for the rest of my life mm-hmm. like i gotta find something honestly like i i I, I i can do shots and tequila but i don't prefer it i don't necessarily enjoy it i think mine will be rosé honestly i go. think i like i gotta get into um Maybe like fruity beers, like the seltzer ones, or like what was it that I I, I used to like the Smirnoffs too. You have no interest in wine, right? I haven't really got into it. I don't. I I just I don't know. Should, I'm not used to it. You should try rosé because so my my only beef with so I like red wine a lot. I like like a nice dark smoky red wine, like a Cab Sav or or even like a Pinot Noir, which is a little less sharp but still smoky. Yeah. Um, I, I I like one of those. But my only issue with it is it's kind of heavy to drink in a weird way. Like, it's almost like, it, I, this sounds ridiculous, but I feel like it stains, like, your insides. Like, it's really? super, yeah, it's just, it's just, red wine is kind of a lot. Um, and then, you know, white wine is good, but honestly, I think the best wine, and you can still get drunk off of it, is rosé. Like, rosé is just yeah. the best, like, if you get one that's not... The issue is if you get a cheap rosé, you run the risk of getting like one of those sugared up like oh uh, yeah like seven percent rosés, which is like that's not even what yeah it's not it's not even the thing. But like if you get like a, there's like nice thirteen percent bottles for like thirteen dollars, and they're not like just talking with the percentage, but like you know it's high mm. percentage and it's really light and easy to drink. Like when you pour it in a glass, sometimes they're like like almost like completely see through. Like they're so light, they're like barely dyed pink. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to find something like when I go out because I, I feel like I'm not I'm not taking um advantage of the fact that I'm old enough just to go to a liquor store and buy something for myself and enjoy it. Yeah, I just I just haven't found something and it kind of it annoys me just because like I don't like the taste of alcohol. Well, see, that's the thing. I like I, I don't like the taste of hard alcohol. I have a I have a taste for these IPAs. Which yeah. some people are like, oh god, I can't stand drinking them. But like, right. like but it's like nice, nice, right? Because you can just pick them up when you want to hang yeah. out and do something. Yeah, but I'm telling you, dude, I bet you, I bet you would honestly like rosé because the thing is, it's it's a perfect quantity. Like for me, like if you drink an entire 750 rosé, which is kind of a lot. Like if you yeah. if you drink that all in like two hours, like you'll be good and drunk. Like that, it's it's like a perfect amount. Like you can't get you can't get too drunk from a whole bottle of rosé. Right. But like you'll always get you'll you'll never not be drunk from. You know what I mean? If you but yeah, like, if you send me one, I'll I'll check it out honestly. Yeah, but like also like once you if you try it and you like one, then like you can just go to the store and and hit the rosé section and just try a different one every time you go. And then like if you're just feeling like your favorite one, then yeah, you, know, you go grab your favorite one. And they're, and they, you know they're like reasonably priced. Like you know I wouldn't get one that was under ten dollars, but like you know they have good ones for like twelve, thirteen bucks, and then they have really good ones for like seventeen, eighteen bucks. So next back. next time we we yes. all have to go to um a liquor store and like just no. you got to show me the ropes. Like you got to show me which section. Yeah, there's a, there's who. there's a couple of good ones. There's a couple of good ones near me. Do they still have like a porn section in this in like the shop? They it's they they've every... tried really hard to get rid of those just because of you know the people it attracts are aren't buying the liquor anymore. They're just buying <laughs> just... some porn. Yeah. But every time they throw away the porn section, it just somehow comes back. They're like, wait a minute. I thought we put this in the garbage. They took the garbage away. I'm like, yeah. they did. Wouldn't it's that like, be so uh, that'd be It's so like the, cool. uh, the episode of The Office when, with Jim's uh, the, the magic legumes. <laughs> he just keeps putting them back on the table. 
Uh, so, so you guys were talking a little, a little rosé talk. I actually introduced James to Riesling, but I don't think you enjoyed it so much, which is, I was, I thought he might like it because it's like a sweeter, like a sweeter wine. See, but that's the thing for me, Riesling, no offense to the moms out there, but like Riesling is like a, like one of those like sweet sugary mom wines, I feel like. Yeah. And it's, and it's solid. Like I'll take a glass of Riesling. I have no problem with it, but like, that's, that's the thing I like about Rosé is that it's, it's hard to describe. Like, the flavor is good. It's sweet because it's like it's literally pink. It's rosé. Yeah. But also like it's like dry and like you can drink a bunch of it. It doesn't feel like your stomach doesn't feel like you had a bunch of sugar. You know what I mean? Because right. to me, that's the thing that kills drinking is like yeah. when you when you're drink. You know, I remember one time I had like I went on vacation and seagrams were the thing that we were being oh. provided back before oh. you could get alcohol. And I was like, wow, this is great. Like, these taste amazing. Oh. Like, they're 5%. They're just They're like, good, light. but like, oh. And then one night, inevitably, I had like 11 of them. And the next morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, my God. I've never wanted to die more than this moment. I understand why you can't drink 11 disgusting sugary drinks. Oh. It's like, sugary it's so sugar. gross. Yeah. It just kills you, your whole liver. It's brutal. Even it's more like a stomach thing. It's like when yeah. you wake up, it feels like someone just took an ice cream to scoop to your belly cavity. Yeah, it's it's surprising <laughs> that like that's some like symbolism nine, right there. Nine hundred grams of sugar doesn't make you feel good the next day. Yeah, like you don't want to look at the back of a Seagram's bottle. You know what I mean? Like you can you can shit on. Yeah. Although Seagram's in seven, that's a great drink. Yeah, well, that's because that's like. A, you know, that's a real a, mixture, a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like whiskey compared to, to Seagram's wine coolers, but that's the thing. Because um, I said I said the Smirnoff before, but those are just sugary. It kills yeah, it. That's what, I, that's what I mean. Like you can't, like you can't. That's what I think. Like if you're gonna have a drink that you're gonna drink semi frequently, like whenever you're in the mood to have a drink, yeah, I think rosé is great because you know you can like if it's a weeknight or if it's like the week. I'll grab like a bottle of rosé and I'll have like a glass with dinner, maybe a glass after that. And it pretty much lasts me the week. Yeah. But if it's the weekend, I'll grab a bottle and I'm like, I'm going to friggin' crush this thing. You know what I mean? That's like me with like, I got really into Chardonnay. Like, yeah. For a couple months. There. Chardonnay is like, another, Chardonnay is probably a two oh. for me. The two, I should say. The two. A buttery, two. a buttery Chardonnay where it's just like, you've got it ice cold, but it has that, like that nice, like, like the smooth flavor to it, it's it's buttery. It it, it doesn't. Uh, I don't. I don't like fruity chardonnays. Fruity chardonnays drive me insane because they they taste terrible. Um, and then just like red, like I can drink red wine. Like you know, it's water. Um, oh, I love a good cabernet. Uh, Hell yeah. I mean, I can't wait to be old. Uh, not wait to be old, but like to be like I, I've. Ever since I became a like I became a bartender like back in the day like my what the one thing I wanted to learn was wine, um, because like I feel like that's like this like a different stratosphere from like you know, decanters, like, like decantering the wine. But I mean that's a thing. I, I meant like like knowing wine like oh like, oh just yeah like knowing how to taste it because I, I I bought like a book on how to how to like sniff it the, the regions and like how to like enjoy wine yeah. Um, because that it's a different culture, like. Oh, excuse me. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling you, these IPAs are whooping my ass. Uh, yeah, I feel like 
it's 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 killing me it's a little like, bit. I'm too. just like full. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So like, with, you know, obviously, whis- like whiskey is an acquired taste. So you have to learn how to enjoy it and learn to what you're looking like, learn to know the kinds you like and like what to look for. Um, but I think that wine is just a different level of like palate and like sophistication. Um, Jared, I I just kind of mentioned to James that like, uh, knowing wine is like learning whiskey, like being a tequila person, being even like a, like a high end, like a craft beer person, like you're, it's a, it's a certain level of palate. Like you find out what you like and like, you know, you, you try to find variances of, like, the things you like, um, which is kind of what, what I did with whiskey. Um, maybe you learn a little of the history and things like that. But, like, wine is, like, a different level of palate where you're, like, you, re- you really, like, it takes a long time to learn to be, like, oh, like, this is, like, it you know, it's a, it's a long taste. So, it like, it, it reaches, like, the back of your tongue on, like, the flavors, you know, it, your their flavor sensors like it, it's such a it's such an interesting thing to get into that's what i like that's like i've been trying to like read up on it because it, i don't know like i that's like the, the final stepping point i think for like alcohol <laughs> like connoisseur um the wine. yeah i don't quite go that far with the wine oh like, we I should just, do a wine tasting oh, like an opinion drink it the wine, a wine tasting is great honestly like that's what we that's the thing that we should do like post like post when we're all vaccinated because the the best way to do a wine tasting is to have like nine or ten people together and everybody brings a bottle Mm -hmm. and then you pour you know like a a reasonably sized glass every time (laughs) so So, us it's like you know this big yeah a a great a great way that i did it is you you have like you know whatever it is like seven people you can pour bigger glasses and you have everybody cover their bottle and you try to bring like a different type and you pour it and everyone takes a guess of what mm. type of wine you're drinking and you take like a nice solid glass of it and then you know at the end we all reveal our glasses and you see oh i like who, that that's awesome that's yeah. like a masquerade and then, of wine and then you take whatever you like the most and you drink the rest of the bottle like, yeah it's it's, it's pour it down the drain mm. it's gonna be cool like i i for our listeners, we're, we plan on doing a live episode eventually. Like we gotta do a few, honestly. Yeah, like it. it I think it's gonna be like we're gonna have to. F- it's gonna be a learning process on getting rid of like the ambient noise from each of us being in the same room. Um, but I think it it'll be cool. Like, well, if we did like a in person wine tasting or just like us hanging out and if we're playing two K or whatever, like it, that'd be that'd be fun. Um. Yeah, Jared just needs to order like one of the big round tables and then we can all set it up. Oh, I can bring one. I got one of those. You got a round table? I have like folding, uh, regular folding tables. I could just oh, no, no. Yeah, no. We don't want to mess with Jim that. Jim is like, nah, I don't I, Only round specifically. <laughs> He's out there like measuring the circumference. He's like, I see a bump here. That's not that's not perfectly round. I'm trying to be like, what is it, Arthur? In the, in the Knights of the Round Table? Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, so um, while we're trying to power through this uh, second beer, mm-hmm. which, by the way, this is why I suggested we starting start, yeah. one. Yeah, Very smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one note that I had, and this mm-hmm. really, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, we'll break the fourth wall here a little bit. 
a little Uh-oh. peek behind the curtain. Oh, no. The way that I at least prepare for episodes is I just oh. exist throughout the week. Yeah. And whenever I come across something that's mildly interesting that I think could be expound upon. Okay. 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 I use that word rightly, but no, no. Um, <laughs> flex that vocabulary, my friend. Yay. Um, well, actually, I, I, I know I've told this to a lot of people, but I'll just do one quick story about vocabulary. The only reason why I know some vocabulary words is because in high school, I was the only person in our class that didn't know that the answers to the vocabulary homework were online. And yeah, you were an idiot for that. Yeah, well, this is a true story. Yeah, it really is. And I did it every week. And one week I was literally doing them on the way to English class, like frantically trying to squeeze them in before the mm-hmm. very last second. And I remember LP actually mm-hmm. was like, why don't you just like look them up online? And I was like, you <laughs> look them up online. Yeah, I'm she pretty sure like, our teachers were like, yeah, these are online. Just dude, like, I swear to God, sure I must have been out. I, I missed a lot of school. I was probably out one of those days. Although I, I will I, I I will make a confession here. Um I actually did them. Like I, I just like did them for oh, fun. Knowingly it was useful. They were fun. Like I actually liked the assignment. Obviously I checked my like I knew the the online stuff existed, so I would always check my answers against it. But like I thought it, like I thought they were fun to do. Like Dude, I cheated. I literally had like people do my oh, homework as frequently. We, we don't use the C word here. Oh, sorry. Um, I, we, I had assistance from my classmates and so fre- like so frequently. If I had known you literally could just Google these answers, <laughs> I would have never done a single one of them. I would probably be a way dumber person. <laughs> Jared, Jared just writing like simple sentences. Like uh oh, lock the new ball case. <laughs> like fl- Floyd Mayweather sentences. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Like the motivational ones. No, like Yo, I, when, 50, when Fifty Cent. Yeah. Put the, put oh, the I don't know note. what this is. So Fifty Cent, like you read Harry Potter book. Fifty Cent like offered him like a hundred thousand dollars to read a Harry Potter book. On oh, the ALS yeah, for yeah, the yeah. ALS ice bucket challenge. Dog, when I saw that video, I swear to God, that was one of the moments where the internet like truly <laughs> made me like piss myself laughing. And then, did, did you see like so like after that, Fifty wrote a note, you know, quote unquote, from Floyd Mayweather to himself on the notes app, and everything is spelled wrong. He spelled iPhone E Y E F O N E and like Meanwhile, like no offense, but like fifty cent go like declares bankruptcy every other oh, month. Yeah. So yeah. No, but like it's just fun. Floyd like, Mayweather's got more money like him. Floyd oh. Mayweather is so goddamn rich. Floyd just posts like videos of himself standing in front of tables of money for no reason. He like, opens like another no, business every yeah, week. No one asked for a picture of Floyd sitting next to a table of money. He's like, Look how rich I am. I don't care about this money. I bet you he's very insecure about the intelligence thing, though. See, this is an interesting rich, question. Rich people are the most insecure. I oh, think. yeah. But I asked LP about this. Do you think, uh, sorry, not do you think, would you give up your ability to read if yes. it meant you'd had Floyd money? Like, yeah. Uh, like, no. I don't no, you can pay people I, to read dude, shit for you. I, I, like he, like I don't want to. I don't want to no, get no, too you're deep. Just, like, but you're illiterate. Like he, I don't want to oh. get too deep. But like I, I don't even like love reading or anything. But like I read. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't really fuck with words. You know what I mean? Like, but, but like, you, uh... we have so much evidence. Like so many rich people are like, damn man, I'm like so rich and like this shit sucks. And we're all just like, 
Nah, like we'll find out for yeah. ourselves. I, I I bet you're lying. Well, I think there's a difference between rich and being famous and rich. But like Floyd, uh, he's famous. But can you like, be? But that's the thing. Like, if you're, th- is there any way to really be? Like, is there a way to get the benefits of using Floyd May- May- Mayweather's money without having some personal consequence in your life? True. Like, if wow, you bought yourself, deep. if you see, I said I didn't want to go here. No, no, but no. no but I, I got to drink that's the cycle, nah. so we got to do it. Um, but, but like, say, say you don't have to be famous for the money, like. But here's the thing, and I would say, I would say yes because I don't want to be famous. But what happens is you say, all right, I won't be famous, but I'll take the money. You get the money. And of course, the reason why you want the money is to spend it. So you buy yourself like a boat or like a giant house. Yeah. And like your family is like, oh, you just bought a house that's worth $1.2 million. Hey, I have like some medical bills or like yeah. some, some shit coming up that I need like, like 10K for. Like it's not going to really make a difference for you, right? And then you have that whole thing where like everyone in your life asks you for money. And you also you don't remember feel like, like he made a billion in earnings. So we're talking no. like. But it's deeper than it's. It's not even the issue. Is even if you gave everybody in your life the money, which yeah. you know a lot of us probably would. Mm-hmm. The issue is the mental impact of having everybody in your life only see you as a giant source of money. Because the reality is, money really does lead a lot of the aspects of our lives. And if you had a friend that could dish you ten grand, it would make a massive difference for a well, lot of people. What's, that's what's but really it impacts like, people. Like if yeah. you're the guy that people only. Like you only come around when you need a thousand dollars. Like, yeah, it's great that I can give that to you, but like you're a person and you want like intimate connections with people and you don't make those because people only see you as a resource when they need it. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, I think the real toll. And I think that's, that's, uh, to kind of like move, like stay in the subject of like being rich and like having like a good circle. Like you ever think about like LeBron has the same four friends, like from when he was like 17 years old. Yeah, well, I would say LeBron obviously is like one of the exceptions. Like he has, if anyone has done no, but those, best with their exorbitant those three, wealth, those three: uh, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, and the third guy who's actually president of LeBron's PR. Um, third, I love third guy. He's awesome. Third guy is awesome, but like, th- those are some real. Like, first of all, they know their place, but also like some real ass people because nothing gets out of that camp. Nothing. Well, I just think that like someone like LeBron is really like a once in a lifetime person who has yeah. like a, who believes he has a higher purpose. See, I think was, sorry, I don't even I don't even mean to leave out Savannah. So like Savannah and the three friends because all of them grew up together, like they like, have been together since yeah. they were like sixteen. Uh, no, it's great. Like, and then Rich Paul for the fact that they're friends because he like LeBron wanted a Warren Moon jersey. Like, well, the greatest thing about like <laughs> LeBron's legacy with his money is that like so much of it is towards education, like yeah. like the, the I promise schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's great when you build like basketball courts and stuff, and you give back in 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 those ways. Right. And I'm not discrediting anyone's no any kind because, of charity is yeah, it's great, amazing. But I mean, investing in education, which is mm-hmm. so clearly linked to, and I mean like. There's so few people with like LeBron's money that can make an impact that literally yeah. can say the, the, the city of Cleveland, I'm going to make you a, a public school right. that is like going to enrich the lives of like a whole yeah. city of and people. A, a, I'm going to turn you from like an impoverished city to like a city that actually has a really a good ch- fighting chance. chance just because of me. Like, and like, that is huge. And uh, they actually, 
So even before, I promise, because now that I promise has been grouped in with this fund, but I remember like he had given, I think it's $25 million, and it was for like anyone, like, like anyone going to Akron, like city, like city college, like they're guaranteed a full scholarship. Like, yeah, but it's even like more than like they have like like the food distribution programs. Yeah, they and help, jobs, helping, helping parents get jobs, jobs like, for parents there. Yeah. I mean, like every kid gets a bike. I mean, it's it's like one of those things where. You can criticize LeBron for a lot of stuff. Like I think he's a cornball sometimes. Yeah, think, he's like, a cornball. Yeah, it's hard not to be like. I, I criticize him like... as a basketball player, but right. I mean, like as a human being, it's pretty difficult to yeah. say anything other than this guy is fucking incredibly yeah. amazing. Like... <laughs> I think it's it's the that's like the cool like obviously like every other sports league has like great people who do some great things. The NBA does a really like seems to have just a good group of people who know like know how to give back um like kevin durant like is doing this he's building a school uh russell westbrook you know built a school is building like education programs like it's incredible just, just guys who just know are like you know what i i've done my i've made my like made my nut like now i'm gonna help everyone else um that's just like yeah a, i have a lot of respect cool. for it because yeah. honestly i mean we have so many examples of of, of rich famous people people who are far more rich than freaking nba athletes yeah nba athletes are you know generationally wealthy but yeah you know compared to some other people it, it doesn't even and it's sad it. we have to like rely on athletes yeah. and entertainers but like that, but doesn't, that shouldn't, shouldn't take away from their their right like, yeah there's like, no reason to take away from the awesome humanity of it we hate to break the fourth wall again but we just want everyone to know that james has oh. acquired a puff pastry. Yes, and, is that what that is? I just saw him waving an aluminum foil. I don't even know what a puff pastry means. Oh my! Yeah, There's it's cream coffee. in there. Yes, sir. It's a cream horn. The cream horn is there? Is that powdered sugar? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This man's gonna some. be. This man's. Can you not like chew uh, on the on the? No, bar? it's actually it, it, it's good for the bud. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring some to your house next time I go. That powdered that powdered sugar is gonna have yeah. this man choking in like. Dude, the first time you guys like seconds. actually come over, it's gonna be crazy. Like, you guys are gonna come in with so much shit. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm just gonna be we, yelling. We have to do like a like an in person podcast. Yeah, somehow. that's what I was saying. I I I think we'd like to promise the 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 listeners a, a live show at some point. The only thing that we'd uh, we'd have to work out is like figuring out how to get rid of like the ambient noise of us being next to each we, other. We must just have to like different rooms. Yeah. No, or we can do same rooms. I, I just think because like, I have a noise gate on here, so like I when I like but your mic, your mic is your mic is fine. It's it's our mics that are the issue. No, no, no. But, but when I when I put out the show, I always I always up the noise gate for you guys, because um, I'm always alone. Like <laughs> except for yeah. today, like there's no one ever like near me. Um, but like I'll I'll up the noise gate for you guys, which gets rid of like fan sounds and things you'll hear from like you know like you know the heater turning on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it it focuses every, like everything specifically talking to the mic. So like I I think that's really all we'll need. And maybe James, you could probably bring like that. Um, James has like a. Oh remember, yeah. Like, when, you're, when you're a kid, like the trifold. Oh like, you're, yeah. You're taking a quiz. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like no, it has foam in it. Yeah, it would be yeah. cool though because like it's I feel like it's so much different to be able to see each other and see each other's verbal cues like mm-hmm. you know if i look yeah. away from my laptop for a split second i'm essentially disconnecting from you guys yeah whereas if we're in the same room i mean you, it's, you it's can't help to look yeah and well, I, mean, I, um, meant to, I meant to mention I, I don't want to cut you off james but 
oh. meant to mention that basically me and LeBron are on the same level because yep. I halfway put together a basketball oh. hoop today. Oh my god! Everything but the backboard. Explain that process step by step. It is the worst it's experience. Really hard. It is like really hard. So like, there's several steps where it's like, you need a second person for this. Like, don't try to do this by yourself. And I had to like begrudgingly be like, "Ah, oh, Kendra, can you come help me?" And she was like, oh, "I hate you." But um, it's really difficult. Like, I mean, you know, it's reasonably priced, and it's not like it's not like crappy quality, but like it's the installation is definitely. It's definitely like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many parts and pieces. It's ridiculous. Like, and the worst part is, I'm sure like your model had it too. Like, the self locking, like the the lug nuts, the ones where like they uh, they're meant to like never be like you have to put real it, torque to like open them up again. <laughs> well, I like literally the first step of the process. I it was like this section where I don't even know how to describe it. Like it was this cap that was almost shaped like a hat, mm-hmm. and you had to like hammer it on to the mm-hmm. piece of metal, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there hammering it and denting the shit out of it, and I'm like, "Am I doing this wrong? Like I can't get this on." And I'm like, "This is step one of thirty six. I'm like, how am I about to quit on step one? This is not gonna work. So when I put LPs together, it was last the uh, it was last summer. I was hu- it was a Sunday. I was hungover. It was like noon, and it was yep. eighty degrees. I it was, was so hot. I was taking like things were going wrong, and I've ne- like she had never seen me go like man building thing before. You and fucking like, bitch! Fuck you, you, fucking. So like, I was doing it alone because like I like to build things. Like I like I like to put things together alone. It's kind of like calming, like working with my hands and stuff. But like, there was a point where she came outside and was like, "Do you want help?" And I had like I had just taken a wrench and I just threw it on the ground. I was like, "Motherfucker!" Like I was just screaming. And she to this day she'll be like, "Oh, he went full man." Like I was just like, yeah. No, and like, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Bill Burr bit about it, about how, like, people don't understand, like, when, when a, a fella is building, is putting something together, and, like, they're yelling, they're not yelling at anyone else, it's the thing, the thing, like, the thing oh, isn't working, anguish. like, it's not, it's not building itself. It's just so, a piece like, of shit. Yeah, like, you, you piece of shit, like, you're kicking it's shit, like, like. And it's amazing because, like, I... The piece doesn't fit in the piece! The fucking thing! Yeah, like, Dude, it's always the piece doesn't fit into the piece, like... <laughs> I... So, you know, like, the uh, the backboard, like, you know, uh, where it adjusts to go, like, up and down the and height shit? adjuster, it's my, it's my those, biggest fear. Those poles, I messed up the direction of them three times, like, for, like, in general, and those are the ones that use the self-locking lug nuts. So I was just like out there, just dude, pulling them open to get them I was open again. So oh afraid, my God. dude. Literally, I'm like, I'm like putting it together, and and I've literally never had it. So like, we had one basketball hoop that was somebody else's. Like, I've never had a basketball hoop. I've never put one together. Especially a glass one, like with, with like, yeah, 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 like the so real like, ones. I'm putting it together, and like a couple times, I got caught with like, oh, you screwed this in, but. You actually need to like redo it and do it this way. 
but I was worried oh. because there's a couple pieces where it's like this is kind of undoable. Yeah. So if you do it the wrong way, like dude, there was like three separate times like I put the wheel in the wrong direction. I <laughs> I put one of the height adjusters in the wrong how direction. How about how how about how they give you like the main pole for the thing? It's like 40 pounds it's a dude like, that was the, that was like one of the biggest nightmares so like the first the first one i put it in it's like mark a location three and a half inches down the pipe mm-hmm. and I, I bet we probably put together the same one because it's pretty it's, high quality yeah. but it's not very expensive well she when she bought it she was like oh they said like the instructions like the you know ad was like oh it's easy to put together i was like yeah the instructions are great the parts are awful. No, yeah. I, I heard – I saw on the reviews that it took, like, three hours to put together, which, by the way, some fucking 30- to 40-year-old mother put it together in three hours. I did not get there. You want to know what's really embarrassing is telling coworkers that you had trouble putting something like that together and them going, I thought you were an engineer. I was like – Fuck you! <laughs> like, no, this shit exactly, is awful. exactly, girl, I, girl or boy. I'm an engineer, which means I do the writing down of things. We do not do the assembly yeah. of things. Other people do the assembly of things. We yeah, just they, tell them yeah. how it should go. Yeah, they yell at us for not putting, like, not making the, the issue. parts match. Yeah, and that's like, the issue. Like you read the instructions, and you're like, oh, this should go like this. This makes total yeah. sense. You know what? You start, you start pushing them together. And you're like, oh, it doesn't go like that. Oh my. The, so two examples. One was, I'm not sure if you got to this part yet, but on the backboard for, for uh, the one see, that I was building. See, the backboard's where I stopped. I'm so afraid of where this is going to go. The backboard guard. So it's like the plastic thing to like protect mm-hmm. under it. There's no holes in the metal. They just like give you screws that are supposed to like dig through and like create their own holes. You're digging through steel. That there's like, it doesn't happen. Like wow. science doesn't work that way. So I was like, there's just there's no guards. I'm not, I'm not putting these fucking things on. Like I, oh, <laughs> I was taking I was taking screws and just throwing them across the yard. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> dude, it's like it's it's like really one of the more difficult things I've I've embarked on. Like honestly, I don't mean to sound dramatic, and I'm sure oh. I do. No, but it's fine. Yeah. At the end of the day. Like I came inside. So Kendra texted me mm-hmm. at about 3.30 and I had gone out there at about 12.30. She was mm-hmm. like, hey, are you at a good stopping point? You should probably come inside. I am mm-hmm. stupid. And, and, I, and we discussed this afterwards and I was like, I missed this. Kendra was basically saying, hey, I don't think that you should continue doing manual labor. You're never going to survive. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's hot out die. and you're exhausted. <laughs> like- exactly. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, like, I'm kind of not in a great stopping point. And I actually really want to get it done today. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the same stubborn, so stupid shit. She was I like, have. whatever. So I did, like, you know, I did, like, 20 more minutes. And then I actually got to the backboard. And I was like, oh, this needs two people. And then I was like, oh, okay, maybe I actually wasn't a good stopping point. But when I came inside and took a shower, after I got out of the shower, I was so exhausted. Like, I, like, couldn't, like, I was, like like a little bit out of breath, like perpetually, mm-hmm. my legs were exhausted. I was like, I feel like I just played basketball for like <laughs> seven hours straight mm-hmm. instead of put together a hoop. You know what, you know what the best feelings after that was? Mm-hmm. Her uh, LP's dad showed up like as it was done and like 
Jared, like you know, you know him. Like he he's like, you know, just a, a building man. And uh like he and I were just bitching for like twenty minutes about like <laughs> I, I was just like this is the worst. This, no, nothing matched up, and he was just—he was just understanding me, and like, <laughs> I appreciated it so. The much. best, the best thing is like when you, as a human being, spend a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, picking out. Like you know, when I made this basketball hoop purchase, I spent a lot of time researching various basketball hoop models. Yeah, Cloud Candy, baby. See, I haven't had it yet. I wanted Cloud Candy to be number two because I think oh, Cloud Candy is exciting. Is one of the best that you get. I, 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 so, Ethan, here's a story, and I will get back to the basketball. Hoop. Yeah, yeah. But the story is so at my local liquor store where it's really awesome. And actually, can I, can I interrupt you? So, Jared decided like started this tangent because I tasted this Cloud Candy and had like obviously great podcasting. I pointed to it. And with an excited face, because I'm I was genuinely surprised. All right, sorry, you continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked to my local liquor store today, where I where I somewhat frequent. I've started going to another one because they accept my debit card. Because mm. for some reason, when Mike set up my debit card, like back when I was like nineteen or twenty, <laughs> yeah. he made it like a it's like a it's like a junior debit card, so I can't oh. use it at like liquor stores. It just <laughs> declines. <laughs> um youngin <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry like so he's had this ca- so he's had this card for 12 years no chance he's young. i'm literally he's just like oh, yeah can kind of take your debit card to liquor store she's like yeah you bitch ass <laughs> piss baby and um, <laughs> by the way okay this is like the third tangent of this conversation somebody in my fantasy league used the insult piss baby and I'm obsessed with it. I think I it's like the it. greatest insult that I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it's so, not mean. I like it. It's poignant. It's, yeah. It doesn't really attack like anybody. It's not mean to anybody. Except- You're just a piss baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I walked in my... I, I have to somehow backtrack through all these tangents that I went on. But I walked to my local liquor store today. And the the lady who was really nice, she she's like, Hey, how is that drink that you tried and i was like oh god i remember i tried some drink and you said you wanted to know about it and i forget now and she was like it was like a pink drink and i was like oh the nouveau because i tried nouveau that weird drink that i sent you yeah. a picture of the french oh one. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i like told her about it and she was like oh it's cool so like they have a, you know see this is this is really something that's better suited for ethan but they you have it right 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 they have a thing where you pick out like a bunch of different IPAs and Ugh, you know, yeah. Cloud Candy was an important one for me. It's it did you taste it yet, James? Yeah, it's not bad, honestly. I'm not I'm not gonna react like I don't think it's amazing, but it's better of the three so far. Yeah, it's I, the best of the three. Yeah, so far. I, I like Cloud first of all, Cloud Candy is a great name. And I will say, as an IPA enthusiast for a while, the names and the designs are important. Like there's a so. double I yeah, I really do because there's a double IPA called Laser Kitten. Yeah, what like, is like what is what is the method here? Is it supposed to be like weird and intense for IPAs? Yeah, they it's like it's definitely an artistic expression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want so this is what I wanted to, to bring up was besides like like taste of the IPA, we've got a like talk about how fire some of these cans are. The cloud candy is oh, yeah. a fire can. It's got that baby blue, like the powder blue 
Uh, like the Concords. Yeah. Hey, man, I, that's my next tube, maybe. Oh. Let's see. Yeah? yeah. So well, yeah, I, it's, it's I nice. broke out the breads today to walk around in, in the, the 11s, no. and they, they're fire. But I think my next shoe that I might maybe purchase tonight is the PSG uh, Jordan 5s. No, J- Jordan 4s, sorry. Um, but what time, actually, what time are they releasing? No, they're already out. Um, to get back to what I was saying, though, is... Uh, I just I love this like the it's simplistic on this cam but like the powder blue with like the white lettering the white Very satisfying uh, yeah yeah it's nice um, yeah so Ethan I meant to say this I was saving it for when you got here yeah so when I walked into my local liquor store they have a cool thing where they have like a little section of four pack tops and you can grab one okay and okay. you can literally just go to any I love any that. four pack in the case and just mm. rip one off. That's what I. That's what I did when I went to the second place to find yeah. the ones only from Mass. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's it, it's cool. So so I went there and I spent legitimately probably like ten minutes in there figuring out what to get. Mm-hmm. I initially started off with a cat's meow, which you mentioned previously right. in the episode as being your favorite. I was like, I'll scratch Ethan's itch. I'll get him a little cat's meow. Yeah, but oh. I wanted. To- I, res- I respect you like keeping this challenge. I like that. I wanted to- so I wanted to go by brewery by brewery and the last unfortunately so i mean i give them a shout out the greater good massachusetts Massachusetts, excuse me the greater oh. good brewery, yeah, that, that kind of fucked me up too they're not <laughs> one that i was familiar with yeah. but um you know i wanted to get a hazy juicy one mm-hmm. but other than that i wanted to get a you know a popular uh brewery for each i keep going to say dispensary candles you know what i mean Can't but, do that <laughs> I keep I keep going for a for a brewery kind of thing, and so this was Mighty Squirrel. We did one from the the owl one, which is uh, night, night, night shift. Yeah. I see. You went with a different animal for every can. Yeah, it's all about the animals, baby. This is a furry podcast. We're eventually gonna reveal it, but we're yeah. kind of doing a. Swap. We're just we're dressed up as furries uh, right now. We're, <laughs> we're furry and brony. We want to make sure we get the, yeah, the but, um, involved too. But yeah, so, you know, the cat's meow is exhibit A. So I went with a double IPA for exhibit A because cloud candy is cloud candy is just the best New England IPA there is. It's it's super, super good. Yeah, it's a reasonable percentage. Um, it's sweet. I like 6.5%. I mean, I'm that's surprised about like it, it's sweet. Like I've never had a. Like but it's IPA. not sugary. That's the best thing. No, like it's yeah. got a perfect balance no. of hops and sweetness. But in my opinion, it's not as juicy as the mm-hmm. juicy hazy one because you know it's got a little bit of juice to it, which gives it the sweetness. But when you uh, get yeah. one of those you juicy hazy be, IPAs, you can't always be juicing. You know, sometimes. You yeah, can't. you know, A Rod just bought the Minnesota Timberwolves, but you know, mm-hmm. sometimes juicing doesn't work and. You get like honestly, I meant to mention this when we were discussing the last beer, which I guess is a good time because we're both to discuss the third one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The it's, juicy it's hazy it. ones, are, the juicy hazy ones are my least favorite. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, juicy, I, the, the juicy hazy gives me <laughs> super is, duper heartburn. James is furious. You said juicy hazy. Well, again. a lot of people like them because honestly, <laughs> yeah. to me, when I drank, they're that, probably the most popular. I think when I drank those ones, the second one. To me, it tastes like if you took 60% of a can of IPA 
and then put orange juice on the rest of it. Yeah. Hey. Which, They're too thick. I, I like James. It and I like were, juice. Yeah, James and I were like, like, dying on the, the not because yeah. of the, the flavor, but like, like, like James, like we Dude. both looked at we, James and I looked at each other for yeah. a couple, a couple times. We were like, oh, like my chest, <laughs> my chest so, hurts. <laughs> so my dad's a great. When he comes up, he always like brings me some sort of IPA because that's the last thing he knows I liked, mm. and he knows to look for one with a high ABV, which I appreciate because, you know, they know, they know my taste. I appreciate that. Every time he comes up, he brings a hazy juicy, which is okay. Like I can get through it, but dude, there was one that he brought up. It was called like, like something awakening or something. I got to look it up. They've always got the wildest names. The IPAs have like, dude, I was telling James like the laser kitten, like the triple kitten duo. Galactic slapper. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, it's great though. And honestly, like, it's a fun, like, you know, the, the, the design of the can is the first thing you see in the case. You know, what's, so. you know who has great cans is it's a Massachusetts brewery. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. You probably know them. They have, they do like textile styles, but they always have a lightning bolt. Um, it's like river, something river. Oh, um, you know what uh, I mean, right? Like, the, it, yeah, their most known one is like it's like red and purple, I think, like with the, with the yellow lightning bolt. Um, I was gonna grab one today just for like the hell of it because my buddy, both of you met him. Um, my, one of my roommates in college, not like my main, like one of my sweet mates in college. Um, he was a big fan of this brewery, and like we, he always picked up a, a six river sticks. No, 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 it, it's. River, river. I I don't well, know. While I'm looking for this, I, I actually I'm interested in you guys' opinions. Um, so this week, there's, you know, obviously, unfortunately, we had uh, a rap legend yeah. pass away. Uh, rest in peace to DMX. Um, I'm not sure if I I wasn't like the like, I, I'm not you know the well known like wealth versed dmx fan but like i know i'd heard his his music every once in a while but it i said this to lp like it's always weird when like someone that fan like someone that cool like passes and like obviously he's young he he was he was 50 like 54 50 like 50 50 yeah like that's young um well, the thing that struck me the most was just how many people tweeted and were like, wow, like I had this, you know, this really yeah. crazy DMX story where DMX came up to me and, and did this really thoughtful thing or did this really kind thing, but I didn't expect. And the fact that there were so many people that come out and, and said that, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think it's difficult to really, you know, I think a lot of us want to make an impact in the world. If I can, if I can get to it. No, 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 please missed the ipa 2.5 like you know we all want to make an impact but i I think that someone like dmx shows us a a lesson where it's not about making big impacts but making small impacts for a lot of people whether it was just going to say hi or just going to to show some love i I mean whatever that means for your community i mean it can be very small and insignificant but you know people remember that the stories are just like like obviously, like people waiting after his concerts, and like he just like made a point to to just like either it was fist bump or dap someone up, like like he just in made the you feel special line. for a moment. Yeah, like, 
And like, yeah, I mean, that's all you can hope to do. I feel like as a person is just made the people around you feel special for a moment. And someone like DMX definitely just took absolute maximum yeah. advantage of the opportunity that he had, but that, which is great. I mean, it's, it's the only solace we can take and yeah. someone who's 50 passing away. It's and just, also yeah. just, just, you know, a career of bangers, like, mm. and, uh, just, just I, I'm, it's been a while since this has happened with someone who's died relatively young. I'm glad he got his flowers before he went, you know, like, I think yeah. people, like, people were very good about showing him the appreciation he deserved. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I think, like, Jared said, like, I, I think you see that just from the, like, that that uh was like was it Waffle House like he just like showed up to like a like a diner, and like made omelets for people like <laughs> like he went in the kitchen and just like made omelets. I never he heard just, that. He was just feeling it like so they have just like you look know, the the diner window where it's like you know three feet by a foot like you you can just barely see the kitchen but it, it's just DMX oh, yeah. like like swole as hell just <laughs> like making omelets like uh. And look at what was the other one that I saw with him? Um I think it was just like he like rolled up to these like regular people and asked to like hang out with them. Um and just like stayed oh no. Uh it, this is a different story, but it was like a I don't know the band, but it was like a like an early two thousands, you know, punk band or whatever. They made a music video. And but DMX is just no, no, no. They, they were making a music video. And Jared, so like this is like an early 2000s punk band. And they were just like in a city making a music video. And for some reason, DMX was in the city at the time. And like oh, knew, he knew um, them. Smash Mouth. Yes, it was Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't even mean to like disrespect them like that. But like. You could disrespect Smash Mouth. It's right, <laughs> but, you know, like, but like. Like he was just in the city and he was like, I want to be in that music video. So he just rolls up in an ATV, like in the music video, like into a house. And uh, like, I don't know, that that's just like that's cool. I like that. And so while we were talking, I was looking up the the brewery that I was trying to think of, Jarrett. Uh Bent Water Brewing. Um, their most known one is Thunderfunk. Like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a great such beer. a good IPA. Dude. Oh. Double Thunderfunk is yeah. amazing. If my local brewery had Double Thunderfunk, I would have gotten it as a double IPA. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite double IPA of all time. They do great a good can. job that. Um, but Me great see. And I did want to bring up, uh, so this third one, Cloud Candy, is by uh, Mighty Squirrel. I actually used to. Uh, ooh, used to. <laughs> um, used to. Um, yeah, I, there we go. I worked. <laughs> I used to work near them. And uh, but when I worked at a restaurant, they served them. Sorry, these IPAs just like <laughs> just killing my lungs. Um, and I, like every ounce of my body is just full of IPA right now. The uh, they we used to serve their porter, the, the yeah. muddy, muddy squirrel porter. It's they they just make great beer. They're like this. It's so funny. Like they they're a tiny little brewery, and like James, like you know, like the Attleboro, like. They just redid it, um, like across from Burlington, where like it's like the, the new like strip area. Like it looks like a, like a they just like like a new block of. Stores. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it looks like a strip mall kind of thing. Like it's just like. Well, it's Chick Fil A's at. Yeah, like three stores yeah. next to each other or whatever. Like 
Yeah. That's what Muddy, Muddy Squirrel is just like one like one of those buildings. Like if it was just like oh yeah one so store yeah Muddy like, Squirrel. I meant to mention they have a lot of good beers besides Cloud Candy, Cosmic Distortion, right. which is uh, a double IPA. We don't we don't do the a lot of good beers here. No, <laughs> Cosmic Distortion is probably my second favorite. Okay, double IPA after the uh, <clears throat> double Thunder Funk that we just mentioned. Yeah, they also have something that I think James should check out. Oh, oh, which nah, we don't want to we don't want to hype them up at all. Ah, uh, it's called Sour Face. Sour. Oh, I, I saw that. I saw that in the store. It's very sour face. Very IPA. Very. I get concerned whenever I like. There was one that had the Warheads head it's, on it. Uh, it's, that's what it is. Uh, I, and was, I would. So I would not, like this. It's not that sour. It's it's it's, it's really not. Mm-hmm. So they get like <laughs> raspberry and kiwi, which is the one I've had. Ooh. Blackberry and then strawberry and kiwi. Blackberries. And blackberry. it's like this mix of like an IPA beer sort of flavor and then those really strong flute flavors. Like the raspberry and kiwi one, uh, it's got like this like reddish I see. purple tint to it. It's Johnny very, Hammer very interesting. It's worth a try. It's 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 yeah. something that's completely unique. Yeah, so Johnny Hammertown I've never had. That looks interesting. But Cosmic Distortion and Cloud Candy and Sour Face. Um, those are the ones that I've had have that you, are super good. Have you ever mixed IPAs together? That's a terrible... Why, why no, would you do that? I have not. It might act, you never know. It might be good. James is much more creative than I am. I'm going to mix an IPA and a porter. I'm going to mix porter. an IPA and some water. Yeah. <laughs> hey. IPA um, mixed so with I whiskey. Actually, Next I had, episode. I had brought this up with the the three of us in our group chat. Um, we don't have a big fan base here in the in this podcast oh just boy. just just yet, but you know we're we're working, we're grinding, we're on our tenth episode roll, here. Please. I would like to name our fans. Uh, <laughs> the last name episode we had went terrible. We right, that up. was our pre episode one episode. One. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, We're gonna name I it. so are obviously. Uh, I hope people know at this point that our podcast is called Bite Thy Thumb. Um, I'd be really sad if people didn't know that. Um, <laughs> though, uh, do, do, do you guys have any thoughts on what you're thinking? Um, I thought it would be kind of funny to call our fans the biters. <laughs> biters. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's kind of derogatory, but like it'd be kind of funny. Biters. All right, um, let me think. I don't know. I was gonna have our fans be called the Arianators. All right, <laughs> we're not gonna steal someone's fan name. What do you mean? That's true. Yeah, she's not that well known yet, so I think Who? we should be. Um, she did oh. a couple a couple songs. <laughs> Can you tell about something that else? Victoria Justice. Time. No, no, she was the redhead in that show. Uh, you might. She was kind of weird. She had not a whole lot kid done with long hair. No, no, no. So, um, so you know, Victoria Justice was the lead. Uh, the handsome kid with the long hair was like the side JoJo character. Siwa. No, JoJo's later. She comes. She comes later on. Uh, oh, not man. not in the show, but like in in music. So, but in, in Victorious, there was Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. No, wrong one, man. That's oh. too early. Come on, man. Oh. That's. That's uh Billy 
Joel Cyrus's kid. Um, <laughs> Billy Joel Armstrong. Yeah, one of them. Uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, she... Oh, how could I forget? She dated Mac Miller. Ariana Grande, of course. They made Baby It's Cold Outside, which is the greatest One of the greatest song. Christmas songs of all time. Yeah, I mean, um, it's beautiful. Their, their version, not the creepy versions. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it wasn't creepy because the two of them were together. So. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just them in that scenario. Uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, we can't steal hers. Uh, that was a long joke. We, I'm glad we huh. let that we let that bit go. Honestly, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I had, I had a name in my head that I kind of got from a dream, mm-hmm. and I think it was a fart pun, and I can't remember it anymore. So I'm just okay. gonna kind of dwell on that for a while. Yeah. So you'll probably die with that sadness in your heart. Um, <laughs> so so far we have. We, should we actually extend this to? The oh, yeah. unfortunately British? present audience. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 does our one listener want to be called? <laughs> I I really Probably hate to say it. I don't think name. she I don't think she's any further than like the first episode. Yeah. So so far we have the biters and the arianators. I thought you were talking about something else. Did you see what I messaged? No, hold on. Hold on. I really Very thought that's. I I swear to goodness, I thought that's what you. Were, <laughs> I was great. <laughs> no, I was thinking of some Stan, dude. I had something funny from from earlier, but I just couldn't couldn't possibly think of it. All right, so while Ethan's not this here, is, this is just such a stupid bit. He, didn't, he I don't even know why he came up with this. Well, whatever. So Ethan's tuning back in, but I'll give you a sneak preview. So okay. one of so, the side topics that I wanted to possibly bring up was. This very interesting video that I saw where babies oh, have a, yeah, I know babies. we hate them, <laughs> but it was this video. I don't have TikTok, but Kendra has TikTok, she shows me those. I don't mess with that tickety talk. Nah, that Russian surveillance system, these kids in their and their uh, their hippity hop, their tickety talk. I don't, I don't, little Nas X, yeah, <laughs> but the devil worshiping. Yeah, but um, like it was this video. I think it was a TikTok of a bunch of people putting their babies on grass, and babies have this natural reflex. I hate. Oh, I see that. They avoid grass. Like they they shrink their legs up. They like put them into themselves. Like they don't want to touch the grass. That's like if you like if you stick uh, if you stick your tongue out at a baby, they'll do it back. Because they or, ever know, they don't understand why you do it. So if you like, st- if you stick a baby in an oven, it'll just melt instantly. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Um, that's that's one they're they're having trouble studying <laughs> because of the implications. Um, but like like I, I I found it fascinating, so I I googled why do babies avoid grass, <laughs> and the reason they avoid grass is because it's the devil's lettuce. No, their nervous system. Oh is being developed so rapidly and they're so sensitive to everything, to every touch sound and everything that the fact that there are like a bazillion little particles of grass, that's like overwhelming for their nervous system. (laughs) So they instinctually know to avoid it. How incredible is that? That's wild. 
That's fucking yeah, insane. Like, like, there is too much going on right now. Too I can't dumb, fuck with they're this. They're too dumb to survive. Like, in, like if you left a baby <laughs> awesome. on the side of the road, they wouldn't last 10 seconds. But, like, for some reason, their brains are instinctually crafted to avoid grass at all costs. I find that endlessly well, it's like if you, fascinating. If you throw them in a pool and they'll just, like, Float. Like float. Drown. <laughs> no, they won't. That's what's crazy. Is they, just... they have anti-drowning. No, yeah. mom, trust me. I'm going to throw this baby in this pool and it will be fine. They leveled up uh, the, the, drown, the anti-drowning perk to five. Uh, so they're they're pretty effective. So there's, um, there's a lot of small scenarios where babies will just survive. Shine. You know who had it right? The Spartans. They leave them on a hill. They knew what to do. Uh, Say, come back if you can, bitch. And transition <laughs> from baby murder. Yes, um, sir. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, so like, what's our what's our final take of Cloud so Candy? So LP said, sorry to get back to our, our fan name, uh, LP wants oh. to be called the Thumbs, but not with the B. <laughs> she wants to be the T-H-U-M's. The, <laughs> the, the Thumbs. Like that? That's yeah. like British like Thumbs. Oh, the Tums, yeah. Hey, the Tums. Like the antacid. Right. So we got Bitus, Tums, Arianators. I got to throw one out there, too. The um, Yeah. The Jimmies. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. The right, Jimmy what's your, <laughs> What is yours? <laughs> uh, I don't. I honestly don't have one. I'll think of one right now. Uh, so why would you like, oh, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> well, I'm. there's going to be something that... In, James that, just wanted to announce he was considering it. He was... <laughs> it crossed my mind today. Like, don't worry. Yeah, I don't know. We'll call them the buddies. All right. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I I think. Um, IPA. No, 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 not even IPAs. But Hipa, like, uh, people in our in our in our lives don't understand the power of the market around 10 a.m. Um, then I am as when it's lit. Actually, since you bring up tortellini, it's just a fire dish. Like, well, you know, I, this is actually totally random, but I didn't really know about tortellini until high no. school. My my mom is a fantastic cook. She's done a fantastic job preparing us meals all throughout my life. Ooh. Like, really great wide variety. For some reason, she just had some sort of prejudice against tortellini. Okay, and I never class. really, I never really remember having it. And one of my ex girlfriends, like her mom, made like a tortell, like a cold tortellini salad, for, like for like a cookout dish. And I was like, wow, this is like really good. I've never had this before. And now, like like living with Kendra, she makes tortellini very frequently, and it's interesting that it's such a common part of my life now. Mm-hmm. But for the first, I don't know, fifteen years of it, I didn't even know it existed. It's, it's so good. Like, there's just never a bad application of tortellini. Like, it, do you prefer reds- it in sauce or like in a tortellini salad? So I, I'm not a pasta salad guy. Tortellini. Um, sauce I don't like salad. cold. Like, I'll, I'll eat cold pasta. I just, I don't like Italian dressing, besides salad. So like, I don't like it on pasta that much. But like, you throw it in red sauce, pink sauce white sauce like butter and 
and fucking salt and pepper. Like I am Ooh. eating tortellini. Dude, that's a sin stuff. though, because like a nice cold piece of tortellini, like a tortellini oh. salad, is so good. But I, I'll oh. eat I'll eat it cold in general. No, I just this I stuff just is so throw. good. This stuff yeah. is good hot too, though. Yeah, it's good in everything. Like no, it, it's it's bilingual. Yeah. Wait, but before before we honestly forget, can we have a name for the peoples before yeah. we like completely honor? Can we call them tortellinis? Out of homage, so it's like this little tortellinis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm good with whatever you guys want. I don't really care. Tortellini biters. That's <laughs> tortellini biters. Hey, he I likes like... it. All right. It's long. Biters. It's long. <laughs> TB. I mean, no, all of no, our no, episodes no. are long. We're just the people are just listening to us drink. How about the how about the the torty biters? Torty biters. That sounds really like old school. UK. Sounds like a, like a, like, a, like a, yeah, like an old English gang. <laughs> Where the oh, by order the torty. By order of the torty biters. <laughs> by order of the cold tortellinis. <laughs> All right, are we about to finally yeah. break into the? Yeah, I just, I'm, I just, I'm. I've been trying to push this aside. Oh man. no! This is gonna so, be so uh, tragic. I I got this. Uh, the viewers can't see it. But it's a why it's a Wyan Stefan like half liter mug. Um, this was stolen. I don't even care if I say this. This was stolen from the BU pub the day of my sweet my roommate and I in college just finished our senior projects. We snuck out Ugh. for a beer at the pub, and uh, he he represent my homie in Ireland right now. He's he's over there. Uh, he because he knew I loved this mug. He stuffed it in his backpack for me, and it's been in here, but it's going to crack right by the handle, and it it's going to go down eventually, but I'm going to stick it out as long as possible. Can we talk about, like, mm-hmm. the I've amazing feeling that came, and, and James, I don't know if you, like, like, if you identify with this, I hope you do. I do. But I just know that Ethan does. The incredible feeling that it came with the misery that was your senior project in that oh. moment where you finally oh. submitted the last piece of it and you were like and Jared, it doesn't you, it doesn't matter what i get on this oh yeah it's over it's and, done and jerry you know over. you know like, what i went through with my senior project with that oh group yeah member. like you basically had a legal lawsuit about uh, it like just the like re- until recently like now i'm trying to get back into lab work like destroyed lab work for me like see that's why like i i it sucks when you're the guy that has to pull your group along like drag them to the finish line i wasn't but that also, person she just but hated also, me <laughs> but that's the thing it's preferable to what you had to deal with where it's like i want to be a good group member mm-hmm. and this is just like a, a social nightmare yep um the social network is a great movie i just want to mention that I yeah I'll talk social. Oh, oh, I fucked up this word several times in a text. If we can um if we can divert real quick, I just really want to talk about how Tatum dropped fifty points last night. Ooh, yeah, a little Tatum talk here. I'm down for that. Before, but right before we get to Tatum, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I do want to mention our last IPA of the night. Check it out. Uh, from a personal favorite, I must say, Jarrett introduced me. Exhibit Exhibit A Brewing. I'm assuming Massachusetts 
Uh, they all are all IPAs from Massachusetts. Oh, so it's fra- better than fra- Exhibit B. It's better Framingham than Exhibit C. Represent. Framingham, pretty pretty close to where I I stay. I uh, oh oh, they gotta figure out your address slowly by slowly. Yeah, we're gonna get him like 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 town nah, by town. No, because you gave off like a fucking Russian museum that's like near. Yeah, <laughs> like no, that mean it. Those like like weird town museums that means nothing. Uh, Russian museum. Those, those things are everywhere. But like so like this so, exhibit A. Before I get to like to talk about this one, I actually haven't I haven't tasted it yet. They just make great beer. Like I've had their porters, I've had their stouts, I've had their IPAs, and like the like uh, you've mentioned a couple of times this podcast, like the cats meow. Like just a, I have not, I haven't been there yet. I feel like we like beside them and Jack's Abbey in Framingham, great breweries. I feel like we like we need to go to this place because like they just make great beer. Like yeah, they I don't make know. great beer. Yeah, well that's the thing, and I mean. This could potentially be an episode. I would love to figure this out, but I, despite being an IPA fiend at several points in my life, I've never been to a brewery. And there is oh. a and there is a real like like a legit brewery, legitimately so, right down the street from my house. So for our listeners, like uh, Jarrett and I, always like getting like these. Like, like, I'll like joke with him because like when I'll say like I miss bars and he's like ah, I don't fuck with like bars because like they're loud and whatever. I'm like no no no, you haven't been to like, good like a brewery bar like James like you know brewery bars like they're just better like the like the, the crowd. It's like a level are, of etiquette, you know. Yeah, like they're, they're smaller. Like they always yeah. have a TV. They always have good snacks, and it's that place's booze. Like they're not overpacked either most of the no. time. No. Yeah. And like the people are cool. See, oh. I'm just used to those Boston bars where it's oh, just yeah. not like that. So I guess I have a Although, bad experience. One of the best bars in Boston, speaking of breweries, is Cheeky Monkey. Have you been there on Lansdowne? Yeah. It's maybe my favorite bar in Boston. It's it's a brewery, oh. so like it's a brewery bar. Um, but they have like, like you know nine pool tables. It's big, so like they have like a ton of darts and stuff. Have you been there? Great beer. You haven't. Yeah, you, I haven't been there with you, but I, I went there in college. Um. But James and I went to a place up. Up, up near my, my parents' place in New Hampshire, um, Henniker Brewing, where, like, they'll they'll hire this place to drive. Like, they, they have to drive it in because it's it's a clay pizza oven. And, oh. like, they pull up next to the tables and just make a, like, brick oven pizza the whole night. It's terrible. For a brewery. Like, <laughs> as a brewery. Awful. Like, it, it's awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, I'm gonna do my first taste here. So this is the yeah, I gotta give this one to the exhibit taste. A hair razor double IPA. Uh, I must say, fire can. It's got a little Donnie Darko vibe on the uh, the the bunny hat. I would say like FNAF. It has FNAF vibes. I don't know what that means. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Have, right, you, have you not seen that? I've seen it, but I, I don't. Come know on, man. Are you, how old are you? <laughs> the fuck. No, it's like it's a. So I went through a weird phase in my life no, but like, where. Tell me that's not Donnie Darko, like the. FNAF. It's FNAF. Oh, I see. I was looking at the wrong side. Of Donnie, that. that's, that's Donnie Darko right there. I was. Yeah. I was just looking at this. This side Loki off. looks like this Loki could be like an Ozuna like Bad Bunny album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donna yeah. Oh, so. No, that was so, fire. Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's is. You're gonna explain this. You don't know what it is, right? 
You don't know the game, I know, right? No, I know Five yeah. Nights. I didn't know the acronym. Like, <laughs> you oh. guys were like, oh, FNAF. Yeah, I, find yeah, yeah. It, I, I find it very interesting. I never played it on. Yeah, that would be a fun thing for us to, like, get on a game James, system. James oh. and I... All right, I know. Oh, we're not playing... Yeah, James and I played uh, Slenderman for 10 minutes oh, in, uh, no. at, no. like, noon in the, the sunniest yeah, day. Terrifying. It, it was sunny out, but both of us were like, we can't do this. this That's when there was, still, like, a lot of lore about it, and they made it seem like it was actually – I was like, nah, I can't. All right, I can't. Before, we, before we move on, I'm going to give uh, the non-IPA yeah, we... guy taste of this last IPA here. I got to give one, too. Right, Jared, would is... you like to taste it as well? I feel like I've eaten, like, I'll four you, pieces. I'll let you guys go first. This is Hellraiser. The yeah, it's like I don't even care what it tastes like. It just makes me. It's strong. So it's got mm. a. Oh, I like smelled a, it. That was a bad sip. It's got a chocolatey taste to it. It's not bad. I think I like this one more than Cloud Kicker. Cloud Kicker was nice, but like I think. Cloud Kicker. Cloud. What is it? Candy. Oh, cloud candy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cloud Caker. <laughs> as, as if that's any less subjective than the, any of these names. <laughs> like that's the one name that's really stupid to the IPA community. Like if you call it Cloud. <laughs> oh come on, man! Laser Cat Three is completely mature, but Cloud Caker, you idiot. I like this, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I think I was gonna say I think what ruined the Cloud one for me is I had the pastry and that was like super sweet already. So I think that might have ruined like the taste of it before I See, drank it. I'm fascinated that you guys like this more than some of the other ones because no. So I actually I don't. I think oh whoa. I, th- I think cloud cloud candy has been my favorite so far. I wish I had had that one first because I wouldn't have been full for it. <laughs> I want you to have it second for the record. I yep. I but I, you you we have the uh, the digital artifacts I, for that. You iterated that. Terrible. NFT. I, I NFT. was like, I was like, so uh pulp is next, and you were like, yes, but also get I, cloud candy. This, like, this, this okay. one's my favorite. I'm not even lying. This out of, out of the four we had so far, I like this one the most. Yeah. It so it doesn't my, burn. My preference. It's gonna think is double IPAs. Yeah. The, does anyone else not like? It's got a chocolatey taste to it. Like it's yeah, it's deeper. Yeah. I like this a lot. I'm I'm giving this one like honestly out of beers, this is pretty good. I'd give it probably like an eight out of ten. Damn. Now All right. the dangerous thing about this beer is that it's eight percent. Yeah, I'm. I took a sip and I'm fucking. I'm dead. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if you like this, James, yeah, you go to a four pack for. I I, I don't think the price is on mine because I got the individuals, but. I'd Probably also, uh, something like eighteen bucks. Remind me I, of this. Remind me of this next time we meet yeah, up. James, I'll send a picture to you. Um, I do want to just. It won't be long because I do want to bring up a topic. Um, so this week technically our our week is the Wyoming rap group. Um, there was a bit of a fall off in the the hosts here. The co-hosts listens. Um, I am proposing we push it back a week. And, and just you know, take a little more time. I, um, I don't want to say who who fell off this week, but accepted. Yeah. Wait, wait. So wait, we're I pushing this back. We're pushing back the Wyoming Ooh. the Wyoming rap oh, analyses. God. All right. Fine. Um, I guess we have to. Wait. Why? Yeah, yeah. I want to get a full analysis from 
all members of the group who will name unnamed. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We will okay, not okay. name names. It is one of the three. Despicable piece of shit. Yep. LP. Yeah, it was LP. Was, I, 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 I didn't mean LP. to follow it. I didn't think you were going to say despicable piece of shit. LP and Kendra both had assignments they did not fulfill, <laughs> and they have henceforth been fired from the podcast. Halsey. Jared, I, I would like to... Uh, so, James brought up, uh, because he's a big Celtics fan... Uh, a change, man. You didn't. You don't think I know basketball, sports? I know. Oh, I mean, no, no, no. Go ahead, James. Hit I'm us saying with because it. James is the Celtics correspondent on this podcast. I did, and he brought up uh, Jason Tatum's. 50 What's point on your night. mind? What's on your mind, Celtics, James? I, I honestly didn't think that he could pull off the fifty-point dunk, but when he pulled up, and he did it, he had one dunk, and it was worth fifty-three <laughs> points, which we've just never seen before. Um, but since James brought up the, the 50 point, 10 rebound night that hasn't happened since Larry Bird, Jared, I'd like to get. Oh, shit, for real? That's what it was? It has not happened since then. Um, wow. That is Jared, pretty cool. I, you've been a Tatum fan since that day that man was drafted. I, I would like just your opinion on like his development and like where are you now with him? Well, you have to uh, – something I struggle with personally is zooming out and getting the big picture because, you know, you get so focused on the day-to-day. You get so focused on the, you know, oh, this player hasn't done this in, in the past seven games. Right. You know, if, you, if you zoom out, Jason Tatum was ascending to the top 15 players in the NBA mm. before he was struck with COVID. And, you know, frequently Jason Tatum has been on the front lines of being like, hey, this disease has really fucked with my respiratory system. And it's like long term, long term or just like, yeah, just during while you, I mean, like not even long term, but just like, he's been very vocal about this is taking a long time for me to get back to full, full health. Like, you know, I got cleared by the doctors after two weeks, but. I want to let you guys know that it took more than two weeks for me to get my breathing ability back. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dogging it out here on the court and we're, we're some of the best athletes in the world and I'm struggling right. to keep up because I have this disease. And now it's been so long. It's been six to eight weeks where he's starting to round back into form that we saw him before. And it's mm-hmm. almost like, should we have not been overreacting about this? Should we have just seen it coming that he was going <laughs> to, He's continue at 22 years old maybe days. we should maybe we should give him a little more time to like i mean it's, like the- it's tough because obviously the boss of media that criticizes tatum and brown i mean yeah they're doing what they can for clicks and and to get stories shared and, and it works most of the time they get interactions and it's most people shitting on them but it does count as interactions i mean you know mo- i feel like 95% of Boston sports fans don't feel like they're spoken for by those reporters. Right. And we all love Jason Tatum. And I think more than 95% of Boston sports fans would agree that we just want to see Tatum and Brown play basketball in Boston for as long as we possibly can, because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, these are the kind of nights where you're like, wow, you know, I mean, first of all, there's, there's a great moment where Brown has like a wide open dunk and it's actually pretty the game is still pretty close and that's the that's the thing that's still concerning is even though Tatum has such a great night it's a very narrow win and 
Oh, controversial. Well, I mean, you know, mildly. But there's a nice moment where Brown kind of dishes off to Tatum for the wide open dunk where he could have had two points. And it's like this unselfish moment. And I do think the team has that. I think, you know, the team has great chemistry and it's a lot of guys that have been together for a while. But, you know, I think the, the overarching concern still remains where it's like, you know, who knows? Maybe Anthony Davis isn't healthy this year. And maybe it is another weird year where there's no real dominant force in the NBA and you can squeak one out, but right. I mean, I don't know. It does feel weird that it's like Tatum and Brown and Kemba kind of struggling it's, behind. But. It's really sad that Kemba, Kemba has kind of become like the next, Oh, this is going to get off that contract. Like, you know, like, it yeah. was Hayward. Obviously, Hayward's having a, a good season in Charlotte now, but like, um, it it just sucks that there's like another like, oh fuck, like another another like thirty million dollar contract we gotta like deal with. Well, it happened so fast because you know it was this, you know, Terry Rozier was gonna leave for nothing, right? And then all of a sudden, Al Horford was leaving, and it was like, holy shit, like Celtics are about to be left with nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wait a minute, Kemba actually wants to play here. And we were all like, oh, I mean, Kemba is definitely better than losing Al and Terry for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll take, we'll definitely take Kemba. He's an all star player. Right. And, you know, you kind of overlook in that moment the fact that it's this six, you know, six foot slash under six foot guy who's rapidly approaching his 30s. Yeah. There's a bunch of warning signs that this might not be a good long-term investment, you know, and now it, it, it goes from, you know, you had Hayward and Terry and all these different right. assets and you have this opportunity to trade for Miles Turner and Doug McDermott mm-hmm. and you're left with, you know, Evan Fournier who, who might be okay. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he's going to be anything radically that roster first, changing. That first game, like just like, the worst True. possible thing to happen in Celtics news. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's it's whatever because I don't think it's the end of the world if a yeah. guy has a horrible shooting night. But I, I think the overarching issue is a team like the Bulls who are like a seven seed. I mean, kind of a fledgling playoff team. They push in their chips in the middle and go for the big asset, Vucevic. Whereas that's a guy who fits perfectly in the Celtic system, this shooting dominant scoring big man that could be your second best scorer behind Jason Tatum for a relatively low price. Maybe you had to include Marcus smart, which Mm -hmm. I agree is tough for the identity of the team, but you know, when the identity team is something that can be defeated by one of the bottom tier teams in the league by 20 points, you know, I, I honestly, at that moment where Tatum was still kind of ramping up and Brown, Mm -hmm. you know, Brown was doing well, but, the team was kind of fledgling. Mm-hmm. I was in favor of trading smart and some picks for Vucevic because I thought that having a legit second score like that yeah. would have been a legitimate difference maker. But at the same time, you know, I also think that Robert Williams is a legit possible difference maker. And if they continue to see what he brings when they let him play 25, 30 minutes right. in a game, in meaningful games, you know, I think he might be. A, a legitimate difference maker in the NBA, but mm-hmm. 
you know, they're obviously betting on him. It's just difficult for me to to watch them take these seasons where Tatum is obviously at the top of the league yeah. and just yeah. dominating and not really doing more to surround him with with yeah. assets the same way that the Nets and the Lakers are. So do you in the next uh Tatum has what four like he signed a four year contract, right? Like his extension. Three years left or so. Okay. So I'm assuming Brad Stevens is going to be kept on, let's say for the the rest of Tatum's current contract. Um, what what would you do as a GM right now to build on this team? Because you, you're you're a guy who knows contracts and things like that. Like what 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 would you? What would Very you do? easy. Very easy for me. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is excellent. And I think Jalen Brown is a great second piece on this team. And I think Jalen Brown legitimately has a really high ceiling. I think he's got a different a different thing in Tatum where he's legitimately almost – he's really a legitimate guard. Yeah. And he can handle like a guard. And I know Tatum's got some handle as a forward. Right. But his game is really predicated on this fact that he's a six-time guy that can handle like a, like a guard. Jalen Brown is a six-seven guy that can handle like a guard. And that's just different. He just – naturally has a tighter handle because he's a little bit smaller than Tatum. He has a different body archetype. And, you know, I think if you can have those guys be your one and two, the two guys that stand out to me that you could add to, to, to continue to satisfy Tatum and keep him in Boston, because the reality is there's nothing about Boston that's keeping these guys here. I mean, right. it's right. It's not on my It's end. cold. It's, it's Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Jalen's from Atlanta, like Jason's from the West Coast. Like it's And I think yeah. they appreciate the history. But even right. that being said, you know, history is one thing, but history only does so you, much. Where yeah. you spend three hundred sixty you know, or even if it's, you know, two hundred days a year, where you right. spend that amount of time is important. Um, but that being said, I mean, Bradley Beal has been often linked to Jason Tatum as one of his, you know, closest friends, St. Louis guy. Um, mm. And not only that, but he's one of the – he's probably the number one elite player mm-hmm. that, you know, has a big question mark around, is this guy available? Can can teams trade for this guy? Because he's so good. He leads the NBA in shot attempts, mm-hmm. and he's on this team that is probably going to get a top seven pick mm-hmm. in the NBA draft lottery because they're so bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he claims that he wants to stay with Washington, but – you know, to me, obviously, I think if Boston was willing to to trade some serious assets, like mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know what they would have to trade. Definitely some picks, but if they were willing to make a serious push for Bradley Beal, I'm sure that he'd want to go to Boston and play with Tatum and be the number right. two or number three option with Brown. Mm-hmm. And another guy that I think is a great fit for the Celtics, that's also a friend of Jason Tatum, because again, in my mind. When you're a team like the Celtics, you got to do everything you can to make Tatum happy because if he doesn't stay with the team, if he decides after eight years he wants to leave, then you're screwed anyways. Another, um, guy, that, another guy that he absolutely loves is Harry Giles, who is a pretty good center that's on the Kings that I think could definitely be had. And I think it's tough because Javante Green is a guy that Tatum was very friendly with that we traded away at the deadline which made sense in basketball terms, but 
you know, in chemistry terms, when you're trading away guys that your number one star player is, is very fond of, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, uh, you know, LeBron is basically making all the GM decisions in yep. LA. I don't want to say that we need to get Tatum at that point, but I mean, if there's guys that Tatum's like, yeah, I want to play with him. I'm going to do what I can to, to make that happen because if Tatum leaves for fucking Los Angeles in, in three years, yeah. this is all for naught anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I do have one more NBA question before. Uh, James, I have a question for you after this. No way. Um, to kind of finish up the episode. Um, I Jared, so I want your opinion. Um, so, you know, like, Jarrett, you're in the same kind of idea, like the same boat. Like, people who watch the NBA don't actually like basketball. Um, like, with... The, or people that tweet about basketball don't actually watch the NBA. Yeah, and they hate it. Um, <laughs> so, in the last, what, 70 years of basketball, no one's given a single shit about the buyout until Blake Griffin... And LaMarcus Aldridge are 20% better than when they were on their previous teams. And people are now losing their minds. And they're like, oh, we got to change the buyout. Like, and Drummond is, you know, getting the same stats, but on just a better team because he got bought out. Like, do you, like what are your thoughts? Like, pe- people are now calling for the buyout to be changed or canceled, like no. get, gotten rid of. Like, what are you? What are you thinking? No, I. First of all, and my my number one basketball podcast that I always defer to on the subject is the Bill Simmons podcast because, you know, when when him and Ryan were still to get on an episode, mm-hmm. they're two of the few people that actually are still watching basketball right. games on a night to night basis. Okay. Um. You know, anybody that is looking at the buyout nets with with Blake right. Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge and saying that this is an unfair advantage, you know, I think it's great that Blake has been playing at a higher level than when he was in Brooklyn. I mean, I'm in Brooklyn and Detroit, but you know, there's a very long history of the buyout deal being the last real relevant move. Right. in a player's career. You know, and, and, and we love Blake, and LaMarcus Aldridge was a really good player, but I think we're kidding ourselves if we think that LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be in the in the closing five for right. Brooklyn because he's this guy who's well past the threshold of 30, who uh-huh. just doesn't have it on defense. And when you get to the playoffs where the Nets are ultimately, everything for the Nets falls on how does the playoffs work because anything short of an Eastern Conference Finals victory is essentially a disappointment for the Nets. Um, You know, Blake Griffin, I think, has a chance as a power forward. But, you know, I mean, these guys are at the end of their careers. Right. Defensively, I don't think they have a lot left in the tank. And, you know, if they have to go against a Nets team, I mean, right, you know, you're going to have Kevin Durant on the floor. I think the bet, the, the, the widespread understood thing is that the Nets' best lineup is when Kevin Durant's at the five. Obviously. Because yeah, he's yeah. a seven-footer who can, who can reasonably play the five. But if the Lakers have 
Andre Drummond at the five, or even you know, if you if they believe Anthony Davis at the five, right? Anthony Davis is going to eat up Kevin Durant, and if you have LeBron at the four, well, Anthony well, Davis then, is going to eat up Kevin Durant. You think so? On yeah, I mean Kevin Durant is a, is, is a very good defender with blocks and stuff. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, mean, I, I thought you meant on uh, on defense. No, Anthony Davis is going to do. I don't think he's going to be incredibly affected by Kevin Durant on defense. That so I, mean, I thought I thought even like healthy. he was gonna like devour, like no no not devour but I mean right. I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to do what he wants yeah it um is and then you have LeBron at the four between, yeah you have LeBron at the four and now it's like okay do you have Blake or Lamarcus at the four either way right I don't feel good about either of those guys no human can guard. LeBron, yeah. Like, but now it's like, okay, we're sacrificing a little with KD defending Anthony Davis at the five, and now we're yeah. sacrificing even more with Blake right. Griffin or LaMarcus. LaMarcus obviously is not going to be guarding LeBron. So now you're talking about Blake Griffin guarding LeBron? I mean, oh. I'm glad that Blake Griffin can dunk again, but right. to say that he can guard LeBron is a joke. Yeah. And mm. now it's like, you know, I think there's a legitimate argument to say that there's nobody that the Lakers really have that can guard Kyrie mm-hmm. in a seven-game series. But, I mean, I'd rather take LeBron and Anthony Davis, the defending world champions, mm-hmm. with an edge on their matchups versus Kyrie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So in my last, the last thing I did want to bring up before the uh, we we closed out here, jungle jungle. Um, uh. Yep. Jared, you are you are our outro for this episode. Um. James, I I'm interested in your. That's me. Your thoughts, like so, in the last maybe what you think two years, like Latin music has gotten really big. In like the mainstream now. I mean, I think it was, I think it was, all right, I, I don't mean to digress, I, but I think I, it, it had its moments. It had its moments, right. I think, like in the 80s, but after that, it kind of died out. And then, like, Caribbean, like island music to kind of took over in the early 2000s, like, for, like, clubs and stuff. But, like, yeah. so, so my, my question for you is, are you worried about how popular it's getting, and where do you think it goes from here? Yeah, you have to elaborate more on the worried part. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so for for worried, like, whenever music gets popular, like oversaturated, you mean? Yeah, and also like people who aren't from that music style will try to jump on like the trend and like. Yeah. I think I think Latin music has has had its great opportunities to to create its own sound and like obviously like at like. Uh, like, um, what's it called? Uh, shit, sorry. But like club, like club music in the islands areas has always been popular. But like, are you worried that people are gonna bite on the sound? I mean, I think people already kind of are, right? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, to be honest, if you think about what's popular now, which is like reggaeton, that's mm. like that's taken anyways from Jamaican music right. to begin with. I mean, that was, that was given from that. Right. But I mean, that's inevitable at the end of the day. It's like, what do you choose? Do you choose for artists and like for a whole, 
you know, music sounds to evolve and like mm-hmm. to reach higher levels so these people can get like a bigger platform. Because right. at the expense of that, you're always gonna have people that are gonna take the sound or just kind of ruin certain aspects of it. But it doesn't it doesn't ruin like the good stuff that's out there. I do think though, like and maybe this is just like a like a, a bit of a hot take, but even even people from South America, yep. I feel like I feel like a lot of them are starting to just all like look the same and sound the same. Okay. Like with their styles and stuff. Like not not the main ones, not like you know right. the big really big ones, but like a lot of new artists. It's really hard. It's been really hard to find like good, like Latin music, in who general. Do you, who do you think they're replicating? Like, is uh, it, and style. I, I, don't, I know right now Bad Bunny's like the the number one ticket on the the Latin music in general. Like he's he's yeah. he's the number one guy in the world probably at this point. But like. Are they butting off him, or are they are they are they butting off, you know, Miami Sound Machine? Like, what do you? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess it it depends. I mean, it's a mix of of who it is, right? Because if it's like, I would say lyrically and and like a style, I think Bad Bunny really did a lot for okay. for like rap, like Spanish rap, right? Like Spanish trap, because before also, him. Like, so when I I sorry I don't mean to interrupt you. Look, I I, I brought up Miami Sound Machine just because like that. That was like big. It's probably yeah, like yeah. the first intro for Latin music in like American. US, yeah. Yeah, like like major sound waves, like, and it, it's still prevalent today. Where it's like the it's the you know the fast beat, um, it it's a lot. It's meant for club music, like it's meant for people to to dance. Um, I mean, yeah, I I I yeah, it's it's tough because like I I even know from when I was um. For the people who are listening, I was with somebody who was from Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And like over in Europe, a lot of these, you know, a lot of this music makes its way over there now because of streaming right. and stuff. And like, I think it's tough to see people that don't really understand where music comes from. And mm-hmm. then they, you know, like in places where they don't really care except just like right. the party and listen to it. But in, in a way, it works out for the artist. But and in like terms you of- were you were a Wane, like like a Wane's fan in like high school. So like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that's just because he's Colombian and that was in my yeah, house when I listened yeah. to it. Yeah. And like, 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 but what I'm saying is like you, you obviously because you're Colombian, but otherwise, like you, you've been a, a a Latin music fan for a long time. Like, is it weird seeing it kind of blow up on the level it's it's blowing up now? Like, yeah, because I I think when at least I started college or before that, it wasn't really where it's at now. Right. right. But like, yeah, I guess I, I haven't really thought about it like in that way i don't i don't know i don't really notice it sometimes but when you think about it it's 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 pretty massive it's everywhere at this yeah. point um obviously pre-covid it, it helped because a, a lot of latin music will, will get get its spins and like i mean i think it's great for like latin culture because yeah, i think it like, gets people excited about it i just hope you know like anything else when when you get into things you expect it not just for, i mean i think at the end of the day people like stuff just because it's entertaining but i think if they're gonna listen to stuff i mean it doesn't hurt just to look into it if it's not if it's like a world you're not familiar with yeah. you know what i mean but it's cool that like sorry i, I don't mean no you're good no no it's cool it's it's interesting it's cool hollow so like bad bunny has obviously been putting out music for years it's not just him jay bobbin is huge too like right. he's done a lot like aesthetically i think to music absolutely i had yeah. no argument i i was uh yeah i was kind of just bringing up the point where Latin music is always, you know, it, it makes the Grammys, but it's always like, you know, like the foreign artist, like the uh, whatever, category, like the, yeah. The category, yeah. Um, 
Cardi B, we talked about this. Like what Cardi B uh, yeah. put out that song because she's uh, she's Dominican. Yeah. Um, and tries, I, I have you know the utmost respect for Cardi B in, in general, but like one one really cool thing is she sticks to like her Latin roots. Like she'll, yeah, she'll like bring artists in or whatever. But like, uh, so. You know, when I when I said Bad Bunny, like I I was I was trying to meet like meaning to say that he's been putting out music forever, like yes, yeah. tons and tons of of singles and and albums out like on SoundCloud and everything. Um, but like that song with Cardi B that like kind of exploded his career. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like it it, it it's interesting to see how. Like one small feature can kind of like explode. just open the gates. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty you, cool. And you brought up Jay Balvin, like he's you know wildly talented. Um, yeah. Who who is your favorite Latin artist at this at this point? Uh, I mean, maybe it's biased just because um, again, like I'm Colombian, I guess, and right. my mom also likes listening. But like, I like Maluma a lot. Okay. I tell you to listen to him all the time because he doesn't really yeah, do yeah. like trap necessarily. He does like maybe reggaeton and like island kind right. of stuff, you know, like vamos para la playa, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, you know that song? He doesn't do that one, but he does stuff similar. But I like him just because he does like a lot more singing. And then I like Ozuna a lot just because I like his voice. He raps a lot more now. I don't necessarily. His, I'm not a fan of it, but his voice is beautiful. Like yeah, I love it when he sings. Yeah, it, it just like pristine. Like it, it, it just sounds so good. It's like it. It's one of those voices that just like hits your ear, and you're like, oh, like it just sounds good. But I, I mean, I can't act like I, honestly. I I didn't really start getting into like a lot of Latin music until recently. Like until I actually got an Apple Music subscription, that's when I really started to like listen to stuff yeah. and download it. Because before I wasn't really on it as much. It was just whatever my mom played on the radio or whatever right. was in the house. And then like when I went out to school, um, I wasn't really like around a lot of the only Hispanic people I was around were like Dominican people. And mm-hmm. um, they like listen to like heavy Dominican. I don't know if people know it's like loud. it's like yeah. like heavy and it, bass and, and it's just like, like it's, the, yeah. the rap. It's 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 very boom bap style. Like it's yeah 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 loud. Yeah. But yeah, but like there's some things that are cool about it. But like I couldn't really get into that because I think a lot a lot of Colombian music is way more like song and guitar and like whatever. Which is why I think, um, like Colombian and excuse me, um. Like Puerto Rican music is the same, like uh, it, it it's it's you know suavemente kind of style, like it, it yeah, yeah. it's smoother. Like Frankie um, Ruiz is like a really popular Puerto Rican artist from the eighties, right. not the eighties. I don't know when he was, but he was yeah. like a really really big. Like they had like a lot of you know musical stuff. Yeah, like I I think like Puerto Rican music and like Colombian music, like they they match that like suave style where it's supposed to like. Yeah. Which is why it's worked its way so well into the American trap scene with like the yeah it's melodic like it it's not yeah um it's vocal vocal like it, vocal singing based and like long form like long like I say long form like the vocals last longer because it it's, it's not really just more like, long notes and right right like it, it's yeah. not like single words it's like it, melodies it's, right 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 yeah um. Which is why like, I think those styles have worked better. 
Yeah. Which is cool because I obviously I I appreciate both those kinds of styles of music. Um, but it's interesting to see like the the Latin cultures that are more melodic style, like they they've worked better with like the the, the most recent um cult classic kind of. Yeah, because it's easy to throw a chorus on it, and it's, if it sounds right. nice, it's like catchy. You know what I mean? Like everyone appreciates a, a good chorus, but I don't want to say it. It's poppy because like pop music is different. Like it, it's formulaic and stuff. Like I, I just think that like yeah, cer- certain Latin styles have worked really well because of the 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 melodic choric aspect. And I think it's like just the, a nice language. It's like a Latin yeah. language, you know. So it just it sounds smooth. Do you listen to, to like Latin stuff, Jared? A lot? I don't really know. Not really. I think yeah, it takes Kendrick a little is, bit. To, is very yeah, into it. I think it takes a little bit to get into it if you're not like used to it. We gotta put him on. You get. You gotta put him on. Like he'll. He'll appreciate it. Yeah. There's like a lot of. There's like a lot. I don't really listen to like the heavy. Actually, no. Because you probably would like the rap stuff too, like Bad Bunny. Because you. You like. Jared goes hard, man. Jared likes uh, some like. Jared put me on to some real good music. In the last few years, um, but I oh that bubble. Oh yeah. We'll talk a little of that next <laughs> week. So, uh oh, we, we we did just wrap up with the uh, the hair razor double IPA. I want to finish with everyone's like, uh, ratings. So, I'll kind of go first because this is I am not an IPA guy. I as I've mentioned a couple times, his opinion changed. It's not my style. No, it's not changed. I don't think I'll stick with the IPA lifestyle, but I very much appreciate this opportunity to get uh, quite um, libated, as they say, because libations are an alcoholic beverage. Um, In my order here, I think I'm going to go Cloud Candy by uh, the... Mighty Squirrel Brewing. Second in my ratings. I hate to do this, but I'm going to go Santilli by that uh, Night Shift Brewing. Really? Um, That's interesting. So this is when it gets tough because I liked the juicy hazy of the, the greater good. Uh <laughs> But I, I, the nice chocolatey notes of the hair razor in exi- uh, Exhibit A were pretty good. Dying here. So I think I'm going to go, as I mentioned, number one was the, <laughs> I hate to double back, but I, wanna, like, I feel bad. Like, I, I, I left a great pause. Uh, so number one was the cloud candy. Number two was Santilli. Number three is the pulp. Wow! By Greater Good. Number four was the hair razor. I, I it's interesting. Didn't like the darker notes of that last one. It, <laughs> along with being filling and heavy, like I didn't. By towards want, the end of it. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't. I didn't want like an additional issue on the flavor. So yeah, I gotta Jake, be honest. I thought that we could have had a better double IPA candidate when okay. I had the the Hellraiser, but it's James, right, go ahead. Yeah, James is next, and we'll finish with <laughs> the, the Hellraiser. We'll, uh, wrap up here. The Hellraiser, always raising. Man, all right, I'll make this quick because 
we're we're like we're we're shot right now. We gotta this sleep. Is, this has been rough, yeah. We got work in the morning. Nope. We're too good for work. Anyways, I'll get this over. With. I got hair razor number one. Oh, okay. I like that one the most. Um, I will do cloud candy number two. Yep. Uh, Santilli number three. Okay. And and I I personally like to call it poop because that's what it tasted like. It's number four. <laughs> James, James, James is gonna take the can and just just write poop on the on it like he's. And you know what's weird? They, they're gonna like, they're gonna see. It. I'm gonna post it and they're gonna be like, "Wow, we could actually use that." And then they say, "Let's just go." They're gonna use and like, make another hoppy brew, and they'll be like, "This is poop by James." Oh, I'll get rid of that. Oh no, it's okay. That's, uh, that's well, my old name. For all right. For our last one here, uh, Jarrett, you want to wrap us up? Yeah. Um, so I'm interested that James liked the double IPA the most. Uh, I'm going to have to dig into that deeper. Present I will, some. Real quick, I, I would say maybe there's a better flavor. I don't know if I like like the coffeeness, but I like that I wasn't burning. I like it was smooth. Well, I think that a lot of double IPAs are not as aggressive. So you might like them. and They're a high percentage. So like that's that. on your side, too. Um, so if, so me ranking them, I would actually, believe it or not, go Santilli first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. You think I'm joking? I don't think you're joking. I just think it's sad. (laughs) I wouldn't have put that one first at all. I like the Santilli because it's very, like, it's like an authentic IPA experience. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah, that's fair. I don't disagree because it, it it was smooth. It was like light and airy. Like it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it it's a solid percentage. I would like it to be a little bit higher, but it's yeah. it's the best experience. Uh, Cloud Candy for me was number two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I th- we're easily, all number two on that one. Easily, easily could have been number one for me. Uh, Agreed. I would put Hellraiser number three. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good, but okay. like I think you could get better double IPAs for sure. I think yeah. Cosmic Distortion from the Mighty Squirrel Brewing Company is a better double IPA. Yeah. Um, there, there's a couple double IPAs that I like better than that. But I mean, it, it's a good exhibit. A is a good brewing company, so I was interested in trying it anyways. Uh, and then I had the Juicy Hazy one, number yes. four. Uh, Juicy Hazy is just my. My least favorite brand. Yeah. I, I said that as we were right. sipping it. You got that um, one intentionally just to see what we would think of it. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to get one of each so that we could have like a. Because I mean, I don't know. I I learned a lot. I learned that I I thought that Ethan was gonna like the juicy one the most because he likes cats meow, but he actually ended up liking the other one more. The uh, cloud mm-hmm. candy, um, which is great. And you like the double IPA, which is great information because double IPA is yeah. boundless. I wanna I wanna dive deeper into this That's, world. That is the nice thing about W uh double IPA. <laughs> WPAs. WPAs. Um they're probably the most like flavored uh I I don't know the word, like the multi flavor style of like the IPA is like they they can uh, go from atrociously like bitter 
to like yeah. delicious. Wait, well, no, because because like, which one was another do- double IPA that we had? There was two here, right? Or that was the only no, one? No, just the one. Yeah. What? Um, okay. Interesting. The, Jared tried to get us like a different style of IPA, but um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is the been the tenth episode of this of this podcast. We gave a special um, one. It's not a no. It's not a lot of episodes, but like we stuck with it so far. We, we've gone ten episodes here, and we appreciate anyone who is, you know, been trying oh, out yeah. the show. Uh, I don't want to get too positive here because you know, fuck positive. Like I don't want anyone getting happy around here. Gross. Um, <laughs> Twenty biters. We, Thank you. We appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate anyone who's been sticking with us uh, down this. You know, giving it a shot, road. Shit, hold I up. walk a lonely road. We had it here and there. Um, We're going to get sued for that in the future. No, no, no. We messed it up far too badly. <laughs> like, it's, That's where we're going to get sued. But, uh, yeah, so we appreciate y'all for sticking with us. Uh, we're going to keep going as, as people, as long as we'll be friends. Yeah. So maybe a couple of weeks. Um, it changes. Jarrett, you are the one to take us out, so please. Sing it, man. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, is it Jungle Love? Is it Jungle Law? We'll let you decide. Next up on the top 40 hits at number 11, it's James Rhodes. What number 11? Give me time. It's the big prize. Let's go, mom. Boy, down. Get them rings now. Tough mind, strong ties from a small town. Small fry, keep trying for your small town. Your time, go time, ain't so small now. Have pride, ain't high, going strong now. Shop team, big round, all the poles, that's cowboy. Bring out the clothes. Jungle, jungle, oh yeah. So bring out the blood.